Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition standalone D&D podcast. Each episode is its own adventure, meaning you can drop in and out as you like. They're like movies for your ears, but you will need to bring your own popcorn. I'm your Dungeon Master this week, and joining us is Olive. Hi. Olive is a bipedal crocodile with a white Jedi-like robe and loose baggy brown pants. She looks entirely unarmed because she's a level 4 monk. Well, unarmed aside from the big pointy teeth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we have Tanager. Tanager Goodfellow here, lovelies. The most beautiful satyr you've ever seen. Lightly curved horns standing at a beautiful five foot eight. Chestnut brown coat. Dressed today in his lime green and black kimono. Wonderful. And last but certainly not least, we have Nesgrax. Hello, this is Nesgrax Garsbrush. I'm a level 4 wizard. I'm a brass dragonborn. I'm a necromancy wizard. I can't do any cool stuff with dead people just yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was doing my nails. I'm a level 4 cleric. Wonderful. This adventure begins, as many do in the bar area of the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild. It's springtime, the weather is getting warmer, and, as always, Noosey the bartender is serving drinks. What's good, everybody? Oh, boy. I'd like something light, but hoppy? Maybe like a... Yeah, just a... Whatever the house lager, Noosey. You, you, I mean, you can do better than that, can't you, Nesgrax? There's the... You know, we've got a fine selection of cask ales and... Oh, let, what's the we, we got a nice uh, dwarven stout down here, and oh, some mm. what? Uh, what's this? Some uh, chili mead. That sounds like fun. Oh, chili mead. No one's ever ordered that before. It sounds like a hazing thing. I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> chili mead for me, please. Lovely, Tanager. What? What do you fancy? Uh, Tanager will have his normal order of glass of wine. Two shots of vodka, a scotch, a lager, and then probably one more shot of vodka. Okay, and that that's all served to you in one big bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you call that? It's okay, you get a straw. Wow, I was hoping it had maybe a small spigot at the bottom so I could just like hold it above me. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a hazing thing. <laughs> Uh, me? I, I call it breakfast. What do you call it? Oh, <laughs> oh Danager. <laughs> Saucy. I call it a trip to the hospital. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's many lovely people to be found at the hospital, but uh, luckily my satyr constitution helps me out a bit. Uh, uh, sort of gags a little bit as he drinks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Olive? Olive has a tall, cold glass of... Wait, cold. A tall, warm glass of chicken blood. (laughs) Oh my god. Chicken blood that was taken uh, from, as we've decided, ethically sourced from chickens without suffering. (laughs) I tell people. Uh Uh-huh. So the chicken just... The chicken (laughs) had a good long life, died in bed with his wife, and then you slit his throat. (laughs) (laughs) That is certainly what I tell people, but suspiciously, I'm carrying quite a lot of darts that 
one could think were made from local cats. So what I say and what I do don't align. Is it possible <laughs> that the blood is all taken from chicken-based aracocra who have donated it for oh my gosh. <laughs> consumption? I don't think I'd eat that. That's people. What? That's your dividing line? <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are actually sentient enough to give consent? No, that's gross. They're people. Actually, when you say it like that, maybe I should only eat people. Um, oh, no. A new type of so vegetarian, carnivore, and then a consentivore. Only eats parts taken consentingly. A consentivore? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I mean, the thing is, the blood can be taken without, you know, killing the the people. So it's like giving blood. It's just forming yeah. part of a cocktail. There was maybe that... sapiovore? Oh no. There was Oh no. There was a there was this <laughs> Japanese guy who got arrested in Germany. Okay. This is horrible. Um all right. Yeah. yeah. Olive is drinking <laughs> chicken blood from chickens that were killed and processed in the meat industry. And if anyone asks her, she's like, no, this is meat. Just liquidized. She's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Tanager, do you need a minute? <laughs> no, because I don't want to have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> There's no right well, answer now I've already this. said it, I'm dying this is too good oh my god there's, there's no oh, way because like either so you're fucking funny yeah <laughs> <sighs> i'm gonna explode okay i'm done yay this is very 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 funny <laughs> cheers well, especially the the, the the reaction to the German cannibalism. <laughs> like, nope, 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 nope. And that's the only thing I wanted to talk about. And I'm like, no, you're going to have to cut the whole thing out. So at least I'm doing this in one emotional block. So I only have to do it once. <laughs> oh. oh, you know, guys, this chili meat is actually quite terrible. I did warn you. Yeah, it's awful. I'm going to drink it, but oh boy. And it's meat, so it costs like three times as much as other alcohol. Yeah. Who drinks this? Oh. Tanninger quickly, like, finishes as much as he can with his alcohol bucket, and he says, uh, I'm sorry, how much did you say that cost? Um, well, everything goes on the tab, so we don't have to oh. worry about about small cash. Hmm. Hmm. I need to see the sticker price. <laughs> it's, it's, ta it's taken out of your wages. That's uh, more worrying. Uh, yes. What the guild does is basically just work for booze. Yeah, pretty much. There's also a really good party space upstairs, which I definitely have not been renting out as a club in my off time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as Nusi uh, continues to serve you drinks, uh, she turns around... And uh, looks at Ezra and goes, oh, by the way, I think I remember uh, something arriving here for you earlier. Hang on a second. Let me, ju let me just go get it. Uh, she wanders off yeah, okay. into the back room, comes back with a small box and also a letter. She says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this arrived for you as well. I can't quite tell who it's from. Um, it's, it's sealed with a, a wax um, 
a wax seal. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you can't really tell anything about that from the opening. Um, but the the box itself has Nesgrax's name written on it in very fancy purple ink. Ooh. Nesgrax, do you open the seal? Yes, of course. I take out my, my, my little knife and I cut it open Ooh. and I open the box. Uh, before Nesgrax does that, uh, Tanninger would like to move his hands to detect good and evil and then quickly start laughing because he doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> go, go on, Nessie, cut it open. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After you're done paying attention to that little wax seal, I pull a mel from Taskmaster and I stick it in my pocket. Pull a mel from Taskmaster. It's, 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 it's okay. Um, okay. In the UK, there's a TV show called Taskmaster. And in oh. series four, um, there's a TV presenter called Mel Gedroich, um, who pr- pr- uh, used to present uh, Bake Off. Um, who always took the wax seal from the tasks and put it in the pocket to melt down later. Ah, ah mm. I see. Interesting. Okay. I didn't, sorry, I didn't know it would get explained. I just don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what we're all about, explaining the references. Sorry, yeah. I'll make less references this episode. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I opened the box um opening the box uh you see a very fancy belt so it seems to be some form of leather it's encrusted in a number of jewels um and there is a separate note inside that well inside the box okay oh my goodness look at this belt it's ridiculous it's so fancy oh i haven't seen anything like this in so long Oh, oh, what a, oh, look, a note. Oh, I better read this, this note and see if there's any strings attached to this belt. Well, this note, Nesgrax, is from your Uncle Algenoff. Uncle Algy. Listeners, uh, just to catch you up on a few bits and pieces, Nesgrax and also the Firebreathing Kittens Guild um, have occasionally come across a seedy organization known as the HHO. Now, a couple of episodes ago in Jinnah Party, Nesgrax agreed to uh, become a, a sort of a double agent and feed information to the HHO to try and get, you know, within their ranks to get trusted and to try and find out what HHO actually stands for. That's my main motivation, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's your character yeah. arc for this entire yeah. season. <laughs> Um, so what sort of, I'm just going to preface this by saying like, what sort of information have you been feeding their direction? You, uh, had your uncle as the, the go between because you're still not a fully fledged member because as, as we found out in the sting, the, the actual joining process is, is quite tedious. Mm-hmm. So what sort of yes. information have you been putting that way? Is it like true information, false information? What sort, what sort of, what sort of grapes have yeah. you been throwing? Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a hybrid of true information mixed with falsehoods that are, you know, that, that will help ingratiate myself into the organization. So 
I want to give them like some true stuff so that they can, you know, verify it, but then make the details false, but make it seem like I'm on their side and I'm working, you know, with them and everything. So, you know, I'll be like, yeah, no, we went to uh, the uh, uh, what's what's the crepe restaurant called again? Uh, Tastes like crepe. Tastes like crepe. So we went to Tastes <laughs> like crepe, you know, for some brunch and. While we were there, I uh, took some money out of the register. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. There were two silver pieces and a dead mouse. Yeah. Oh, God. It was just a dormouse that was sleeping. <laughs> Olive, Olive ate the mouse. <laughs> oh, no. Yutung's going to be so sad. After, oh, no, after her waitress, <laughs> the dormouse, died, she got a... A little pet dormouse that she kept in the cash register, and she would pet it every time she put a silver in the drawer. And remember, what was her name? (laughs) Mila or something like that? Oh, no. Menendli. Oh, I thought thought it was just a random mouse. I didn't realize it had any (laughs) sentimental value. Okay. Never mind. Olive didn't eat the mouse. (laughs) Olive would have, because she doesn't know. Yeah, she wasn't there. Oh, yeah, she wasn't there. (laughs) Okay, so uh, the note itself reads along the lines of, Oh, Nesgrax, my boy, you've done such sterling work for us, I thought you might appreciate a taste of your old life. So here you are, it's some of the finest uh, belts available right now. It's the off-season, so it was a deep discount. I hope you'll appreciate this. It even has the ability to let you know which way north is at all times. It's good fun. I've tried it out myself. I keep getting lost. But not anymore with this belt, courtesy of Brian's belts. <laughs> I, th- I think Algenoth has got like a sponsorship deal going on with Brian's belts. <laughs> they do make good belts, I have to say. They're the like, best. Use the offer code Algy. That's A L. G-I-E. Algae. (laughs) Check out. Algae 45. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, I guess it's some sort of a magic belt from my Uncle Algae. Uh, Great. Okay, I'll try it on. And I put it on. It looks really good. Um, So it's... Well, I'll I'll let you you describe it, Nesgrax. What do you want it to look like? I want it to be... A wide belt, you know, like pretty thick. And I'm wearing it around my Nick and Wee Community College hoodie. So <laughs> it looks it looks a little weird just wearing a belt around a hoodie like that. Oh, is but it like a is it like a long hoodie so it goes down to your knees? So it, it goes it kind down, of works as a Yeah, it sort of goes down sort of mid thigh almost. And so it's it yeah, it it you know, it creates a waistline, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it fits really well. And he's really proud that he's using like the the most inner notch. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's conscious about that stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's a thick belt, lots of jewels. It's pretty gaudy, actually. It sort of looks like something Garth Brooks would wear or something like that. Yeah, there's a reason it was on sale. (laughs) 
Tanninger is intensely jealous. <laughs> yes, you you look great, Nezzy. That's a beautiful belt. I put I, I put I I put my arms out and I spin around like I'm in the sound of music. <laughs> Do you uh need a new top for that? Like I, some of my guests have left articles of clothing behind. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think I, I probably do. I mean, this looks a bit weird with the hoodie and the belt combo. Tanager will run upstairs, and then he walks downstairs, and then, like, a half-orc that nobody's met before is carrying a large trunk behind him. <laughs> and it'll be like, that, that'll that be all, Michael. Goodbye. And then <laughs> okay. he's like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, they go, this is my uh, spare clothes trunk. It's all much too large for me, but I think it might fit someone of your stature oh okay oh great uh oh this is nice and i i i take off my hoodie and put on a uh uh you know like a renaissance style shirt you know that we're always talking about you know so you know little little strands that i can tie up around the chest and you know long you know billowy sleeves and there's also like a leather vest in there so i put on the leather vest and then put the belt around all of that, and actually looks pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I give him like a friendly smooch on the cheek, and I go like, "There you go. Now you're looking nice." <laughs> oh. Olive is greatly <laughs> enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Olive is examining the other note, the one that was sealed with wax, um, which within it contains it seems to just be a map of Nicomoy with a little X marked on a certain location and a, the sign well it's signed with a paw print oh no wait does olive <laughs> know about this no she doesn't uh she hands the note to nesgrax and says x marks the spot oh <laughs> okay <laughs> well I, well this is this is odd was this addressed to me this note uh no that one was uh, just just came in and okay hmm but do i know that do i think they came together i'm gonna say nucy was instructed to like give it to you guys but it wasn't addressed okay are we going on a treasure hunt seems like it <laughs> i've been conditioned to say this i raise both my arms above my head and i say treasure and hop up and down <laughs> <laughs> uh olive will you be requiring a Pirate costume. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a couple sashes upstairs I'll bring down, but there should be a number of flouncy shirts and leather pants in the, uh, in the, uh, <laughs> uh, larger than me guest spare clothes trunk that I've brought down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like a foot taller than you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm a very moderately sized person. Okay. And, like, also very slightly built, like, without muscle or, you know, much, like, bulk to me, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, so you're not, like, Phil from Hercules, the fat satyr. You're, you're like... No, oh. I'm, like, real, real attractive. Okay. <laughs> right. Olive has lost five pounds and is no longer 240. Now she's 235, so she's still really obese for a 5'10 person, like, uh... For her own personal health, she's trying to lose weight, but she's not going to let that get her down or affect her sense of self-worth. She's just going to try to walk more and eat smaller portions. Fewer eat smaller cats. cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Personally, Tanager loves Olive's body. Like, uh, she works it, like, every time he's hung out with her. I do, like, for a totally separate reason, wish she would eat less cats. But, um, like, that's something me and her will talk about, like, at a separate period. Um, but he quickly does one of his fast costume changes into, like, he does. Ne- this is Nezgrak's day. So he's not going to upstage him, but. <laughs> Um, he also is going to wear a very fancy belt because he's like, I want some of this belt clout. Like, I will not have my belts be ignored today. <laughs> um, and then brings down some matching sashes for uh, himself and Olive so they can be like like matching backup goons to Nesgrax. Can they be black like, and white striped? That way they won't know how long our arms are. Uh, yes. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just mm. referencing too much today. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tanager like puts a note in a notebook because he's like trying to be a better adventurer. He thinks he's getting bored with being a cleric. He's not sure if his next level will be cleric. And he's like, mm. look up arm length. Is that a monk thing? Question mark. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope not. That's like some body horror stuff there. If I level up and my arms get longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i mean no. that's what i always assume reach is, oh, no. is that <laughs> you just turn into me? luffy from one piece <laughs> i've got some weird images in my head yeah it's a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> so um just to recap the map is a map of nick and we but somewhere on the map is a is a paw print uh, there's a little X which marks a certain uh, spot. Oh, okay. I, I, th- yeah, I think yeah. you guys will probably know where it is. You, you've been around long enough. It's a local park, hmm. but the map itself is signed in the bottom corner with a paw print. Uh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, hey, guys. Um, call me, you know, OCD or something, but if there's an X on a map, I have to go there. So I think we should check it out. Oh, naturally. Treasure! <laughs> Treasure! Olive is and in. We've already put on our pirate costumes. Yeah. I'm not going to change again unless someone asks me to. <laughs> we all look great, so let's just uh, strut our stuff. And uh, I, I I throw open the doors, and in the background you can hear like... Walking out of the door side by side, you all put on sunglasses at the same time. Yeah. It looks yeah. awesome. Oh, in slow motion. That's so cool. Uh, guys, can, should we get a real quick portrait taken of us? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I, I, I have my own orc slave. He's doing a video of us right now, so don't worry. <laughs> hey, look, if you think my slaves can get out of my bedroom, then you have not looked deep enough into my bedroom. <laughs> Olive is a bit concerned about the slavery stuff, and is going to look at her no, friends and be no. like, you guys have slaves? No, no, no slaves. Uh, no, uh, well, I have a very good friend who has a very particular set of hobbies, I'll put it that way. Okay. All right, I was reconsidering what I considered food, and I think slave owners is on the list, so. <laughs> oh, no, this is, a, no, this is a very specific t- type of friendship I have with my <laughs> S-words. Right. <laughs> you, you canonically have this conversation as you wander through the Nicomoy City streets. It's a really nice day. Yes. The so sun the is shining. The guy who was carrying... 
the guy who's carrying that trunk, like, he really enjoys just doing favors for me. Like, yes, it makes my life convenient, but it really, like, helps him out in a certain you, way. You're paying him so, in like, exposure. Uh, I'm paying in, in in treating him poorly, which is a currency which he highly values. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I go into the uh, specifics of Dom-Sub relationships as we continue walking down the street. <laughs> Olive is educated and then decides that your current situation does not make you on the food list. <laughs> it seems pretty consensual, so she's cool with it. As you walk down the street, it's a lovely day. The sun is shining. It's cool but bright. Uh, we haven't quite reached the heat of the day yet, so it's not too bad. There's a... Uh, oh, a scent of salt coming from the sea. It's very nice. I, you know, uh, it's one of these days where you relish being outside. And as you reach the park in question, the one which had the little X on the map, you see a figure just sitting down on a blanket in the centre of the park. As you draw closer, this particular, uh, this particular person appears to be quite a relaxed. Uh, sleepy tortoiseshell tabaxi. This is, in fact, your good friend, Beans. Olive oh. recognizes Beans. Hey, Beans, Olive says. Oh, hello, Olive. Um, oh, you got my note. Wonderful. Oh, that was your note. Yeah. So uh, Beans, Beans welcomes you and goes, All right, everybody, look, uh, I'm, I, made a, I'm, I made a picnic for us. It's, I mean, it's not much, but um, I found some fish. And some more fish. And honestly, I'm not sure what you guys like to eat, so I just got some more fish. Oh! Wow. Olive's favorite food is fish. Um, Tandra looks to Olive, and then is like, Olive, don't you have those fancy cooking equipment you're always looking, or talking about? Like, don't, can't you uh, potentially <laughs> cut some of the scales off of our lovely host's bounty that he's brought us? Yes. All right. So what I'm going to attempt here is a create a gourmet meal. It has a DC of 15 with Cook's utensils. I think this is really fun. It's only a one gold piece item. And it says Cook's utensils activities. Create a typical meal with DC 10. Create a gourmet meal with DC 15. So I'm rolling a Whoa. straight D20. <laughs> I fail to create a gourmet meal, but I could create a typical meal. So I take my knife and I make some sushi. Yeah? Is sushi Ooh, normal or yeah. gourmet? Oh, I know. I just chop it uh, into squares and pour some soy sauce on it, call it tuna tartare, and put it in a bowl. Hey. That's not gourmet <laughs> at all. So uh, Beans looks at you and goes, oh yeah, I forgot you guys did that. Oh. I mean, it looks quite tasty, but I'll, I think I'll just stick with the regular fish. But, but uh, no, I, I'm 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 getting distracted. Um, anyway, uh, the reason I I I wanted you to uh, come here was I I've got a little favor to ask of you, just because. And at this point, he uh, pulls out uh, what what can only be described as a big flip chart with badly written words of my presentation, like but some of the letters are backwards and it's not quite. Spelled right. And it says, by, by Beans. Beans, I'm so proud of you. You've learned past the letter H. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been spending a lot of his time learning letters. Not all of them are right, but he's trying. Uh, Tanager politely sits down, like, and, like, kind of looks at everyone, like, like, why are you being rude? Someone's putting on a presentation. Like, let's watch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Olive sits down. She's so <sighs> proud of beans. Have you been learning from Dr. Crud the Third? Oh, yes. He's been very helpful with, with t- teaching me my letters and how to knock before breaking into places and um, all sorts of other things. I mean, um, I've mostly been get like picking up small items for him because he can't do that because he, you know, big elephant man. <laughs> it's been great fun. But anyways, the, the, the reason I caught you here and he flips over one of the pages is so I, on my walks, I've been noticing these weird tremors around the, the area. And he, he points to the first slide in inverted commas, which is a map of Nicomoy with some circles around certain areas. So I, I've noticed these, and I think they might be connected. See? And he pulls over the next one. So, so I think they might be caused, hear me out, by a giant worm. <laughs> Tanager nods, like, yes, go on. I understand. Yeah, this makes yeah. perfect sense. Now, I've come across these before, and I'm, like, 100% certain that a giant worm is causing all of these. So, what I would like you guys to do, because I unfortunately have other business to attend to, is to go and hunt out this giant worm, and if you can, get a, a picture. <laughs> because, okay. like, some, some other people I know are like, no, there's no, no giant worm beans. And I'm like, of course there's a giant worm. Why else would there be just this rumbling? We're on a cryptid search. Nod. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I just need you guys to, like, find this giant worm. Um, and I, I know it's around this sort of area. And hopefully you can get a picture for me and it'll be good. Um, and okay. your reward is the, the remaining fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tanninger has been, like, deeply thinking. And, like, a number of times he's, like, opened his mouth to speak and then stopped himself, and then he can't help but say, do we know any giant birds? Because if anyone had a line on giant worms, it would be giant birds, right? Like, I know it's wild. Thank you! This is the kind of thinking that I was going for, like, back when they were like, there's no giant worm beans, and I was like, we need a giant bird! If there is a giant worm, and, like, I think giant birds have been confirmed, so, like, why not explore all possible options, whether there be a giant worm or not? If anyone was to know for sure, it would be the giant birds. I mean, I think the issue is it's underground. Hmm, interesting. Now, do we know any giant miners? (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh okay well uh, we have a map of the locations where you believe that these tremors caused by the giant worms are yeah around about i've i've noticed like maybe three or four different areas where like i i seem to be noticing the tremors if i like put my paws onto the ground i can feel the <laughs> noises and but i think it's around there um Nesgrax and Olive, would you mind just rolling me a... I guess the closest would, would be history check. So while they're thinking about that, I'd like to just very casually ask them, like, so you're sure it's not just someone running the vacuum? 
yes, because I'm terrified of vacuums. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That tracks. I believe this. I would know. I got a 24. <laughs> Just a 12 for Olive. Okay, uh, Nezgrax, you've been obsessing about this particular area as of late. Um, these points seem to encircle the location of the uh, DGSHQ, which, as you know, stands for the Department of Gnomeland Security. One acronym down, one to go. <laughs> oh, oh my, oh my god. Guys, this point here on the map is where the DGS headquarters is, underground. Beans. Oh my goodness, the Department this, this of Giant Squishies? Where all of the large worms congregate? <laughs> Wait, Wait, so what? you're saying there's more than one giant oh, worm? you're doing... Okay. Yeah, I'm doing an ignorant bit. No, the no, Department no, no, of no. Giant Squishies. No, 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 no. It's the DGS. It's the Department of Gnomeland Security. It's uh, Oh, uh, that DGS. Yeah, they're an authority <laughs> group who is uh, helping me with the investigation of the HHO. They're, um, you know, they're cool. But, um, Beans, what, I think, could it be possible that the tremors that you're discussing could be coming from this secret underground base? Wait, so there's a secret underground base there with the giant worm. Are they in charge of well, it? <laughs> I, <laughs> well, Beans... <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I don't think there is a worm. I, I think maybe whatever is... Wh why did you think there was a worm in the first place? What led you to this conclusion? Oh, it's a long story. Do you know there's not a worm? Hmm? Do you know all of the DGS worm counts? Tanager mm. sips from his flask. <laughs> Good point, yes. Hmm? But why are the giant birds so concerned about this if there's no giant worms? What about that? And Tanager sips from his flask. See, the thing is, I've asked, I've tried to ask the giant birds, but they keep running away from me. Which is weird, because you thought they'd fly. But no, they run. Oh, God, just like giant birds. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Question about DGS. Do you know they don't have any giant worms? Hmm. It's exactly. Good... We have not... Just because we've proven that gnomes are involved, we have not disproven that giant worms are not running this whole situation. Olive high-fives Tanager. Exactly. <laughs> we need to investigate this and somehow obtain a picture of whatever is there. Olive does not have any photography equipment. Slash what <laughs> photography equipment exists in this fantasy world? <laughs> yeah, that's my second question. <laughs> And why couldn't we take selfies with it earlier when we were walking out all cool? Because I oh. definitely had this question 20 minutes ago. Yes. And I'm so glad it's become relevant again. Because <laughs> whatever camo we get is immediately going to be half full of selfies. <laughs> Olive's got 266 gold. Like, where can a person buy a camera around here? I think the closest we've got so far is a speedy oil painter. There was one um, in All Work and No Play, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we still have that painting up in the guild hall of that time that, was it Mocha and Crud? So maybe on the back of the painting we'll have the contact information for some of the speed painters in town. 
Maybe. Well, oh, hold I mean, on a second. <laughs> do we do we need to go through all this rigmarole? I'm pretty sure it's just the DGS, and we won't need to take a picture of anything. So maybe we should just go check out the DGS. And uh, Tanager motions to his outfit and goes, "Oh, we don't need to take a picture of anything." No. <laughs> we can take a mental picture, Tanager. A mental one. He quietly, like, clamps down his guffaw at that concert. <laughs> As we're walking through the streets away from the park, Olive is going to spend a gold to get some paper and a quill pen. May quill pen? No. Charcoal writing pencil. Ah. Nice. Yeah. Is Beans with us? Uh, no, Beans was uh, hanging out at the picnic, just finishing off all the fish you didn't eat, okay. and then has to go, has to pack up, and you know, Beans has their <laughs> own things to do. Okay, okay, guys, um, listen. I think the best way to get to the DGS is we have to go to this uh, pub. It's a gnomish pub. It's called the um... the Hanging Thread. The hanging thread. Thank you, Olive. Well done. Yeah. So let's. Uh, what what time is it about now? Uh, let's say mid afternoon. Mid afternoon. So we got time to get like a bunch of drinks in before we're allowed to go down into the DGS <laughs> place. I mean, that said, I so, I reckon I think they'd recognize you. Oh, so they'd be okay with it. Well, okay is a different matter. They'd recognize you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, let's head over to the hanging thread, and we'll we'll that's that's the part where we take a a, a chair uh, down a trapdoor into the HQ of the DGS. Uh, so this DGS. Mm-hmm. I've never encountered them before. No, I've heard rumors, but yes. What's their deal? Are they cool or? Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're a bunch of gnomes. Um, and mm. One hmm? of them is cooler than the other. Detective Inspector Devito called Bendix the help, like right in front of him. So Olive hasn't forgiven him for that. <laughs> like, do they party? Or... <laughs> uh, no. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen any parties. They do have like a roller coaster system yeah. <laughs> in there. HQ. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. It's for, like, transportation. But, you know, I'm mm. sure that they use it, like, you know, when they're done with work. They probably just go on joyrides. That's what I would do anyway. Well, okay, just make sure to signal what the vibe is. Because, you know, I, oh, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know these guys, you know. Don't worry. Sometimes when you get invited over somewhere and you don't know anyone, it's like awkward because you're like, oh, what do I do? You know? I, yeah, I hear you. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Let's go. Let's have, it'll be, you know, we've done this before. They're cool. Let's do it. Let's just figure out where all this shaking is coming from, right? Okay. It's the exact opposite of not knowing someone at a party. You're at a party with two people, like you're at a bar with two people who have been to that bar before and can show you all the cool mm. hidden Mm-hmm. chairs that go into the ground and take you to a secret organization it's like kingsman yeah. but you've you've like yeah. you're with someone who's been there before and who knows which wall to flip around all right super sick i'm way down okay cool. in in a very stylish montage you in slow motion with sunglasses on walk over towards <laughs> the gnomish quarter of town 
where all the buildings get progressively smaller. Olive is sketching and- Tanager's outfit and the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> She's really bad at it. This is her first time sketching. The proportions are kind of body horror. Okay, keep going. <laughs> That's okay. You can be an impressionist. Yeah. <laughs> Tanager loves it regardless. Any image of him, regardless of quality, is sacred and beautiful to him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he, just to make sure the party's even, gives Olive a little friendly smooch on the cheek and goes, oh, thank you for drawing me, Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Olive genuinely admires someone who is not afraid of pictures of themselves. (laughs) Like, I wish I had that self-confidence. Okay. Darling, you just need to find the one thing that makes you feel self-confident. For me, it's beautiful jewelry and fine clothes. For you, maybe it's like self-confidence in volleyball or your monk thing. Or honestly, you've got some really powerful f***ing thighs. Oh, gotta go in there. (laughs) (laughs) You've got some really powerful thighs. You should be proud about those. All right, she keeps sketching you and is learning to appreciate beauty. You're a good teacher for that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yay! (laughs) Positivity. (laughs) You arrive at the hanging thread and opening the door, it's very much the same. Uh, I think, Nesgrax, you see the exact same three gnomes sat in the far corner playing Gnomish Bridge, which has rules that exist separate <laughs> to regular bridge. And that's how you get flushes in bridge. Yeah. I seem to remember. Yes. <laughs> uh, the bartender uh, looks at you and goes, Hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Hey, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's me. It's uh, Nesgrax. Um, we were here not too long ago. Uh, we needed some... Dingleberry, Graveyard, Sambuca. Sambuca, if you know what I mean. Ah, uh, yeah, hang on. Let me, let me just check my, check my list. Uh, he ducks down below the, the bar, comes up with a, uh, a short list and goes, Ah, yeah, yeah, you're on here. Um, oof. Well, that didn't go well for you, did it? Anyway, um, yeah, I'll send you down. It's all right. Okay. So take, take, take a seat. I'll, I'll, I'll wave the, wave the cost. Oh, cheers. Okay. Yeah, everyone uh, take a, a stool by the bar and uh, it'll lower us down. Olive crawls through the three-foot-tall ceilinged room on her hands and knees, looking a lot like a crocodile that someone has dressed up like a cat wearing clothes, uncomfortable, and ready for this to be over. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Tanager right. joins her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sitting on your lap for comfort. There's no room for that. There's no room in here. I'm so claustrophobic. Oh, Tanager knows how to make room. He's sitting on a number of laps of a number of different species. <laughs> so he sort of like side saddles like between your much larger legs and then like puts an arm around your shoulder and kind of like kicks his legs up and puts like his free arm like on his thigh and like puts his little fingers up to point his chin up and go like, ready for the ride, Olive? Olive's head is bowed so that it doesn't scrape the ceiling, and she just keeps her eyes closed. <laughs> uh, Tanager would definitely tickle her. Great. <laughs> All right. The bartender pulls the 
the lever for Dingleberry's graveyard sambuca, and the stools begin to lower into the ground. Oh, my spine straightens as it lowers. <laughs> yeah, that arm around Olive's neck becomes like much more tight as he's like, "Oh no, I'm definitely too light for this." <laughs> <laughs> See, it's only now I'm, like, considering it's really easy to fall off these stools if they're being, like, lowered through, like, a hundred feet. They could be lowered into a telephone booth so that as the stool comes down, there's a wall on both sides. Yeah, there's, like, a tube or something for for safety purposes, or there's, like, a rail to hang on to. Well, it also serves as, like, a security mechanism of, like, hey, if you don't know how to sit on the stool when it goes down, you might come loose and get your head knocked around a f- tube, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we don't want anyone coming down here who can't sit on a stool. <laughs> right? If you don't know how to sit on a stool correctly. <laughs> okay, heading down into the, frankly, enormous domed cavern, once again, you see the tubes of the GTS, the nomadic tube system, uh, spaghetti-like, um, going every which way, coming from one central uh, carousel. You see a number of gnomes walking around doing their job. Uh, you see a couple of the, the members of the squat team. <laughs> Brilliant. Just get them all out. Yeah, I'm just, just getting them and going. If you've got like going. a list, just say the yeah, list. Just yeah, I'm go just rattling them Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, they're climbing into a tube ready to go to one of their new missions and as you lower down onto the ground floor walking up to you is once again Detective Inspector Devito walks up to you he's two feet tall has uh, thinning black hair and beard and he looks not quite mad not quite disappointed somewhere in that in that reign of these people (laughs) Olive so, has uh, a similar expression. Oh, oh this guy. This guy. <laughs> so he walks over to you as you land and goes, Oh, so I I heard that you guys were heading down. What's what's the big deal? And he, he looks at Tanager and goes, Who's this guy? Oh, this is our friend Tanager. He's cool. You do know we're meant to be like a secret organization, right? You know, it's, it's not oh. great if you bring your friends over. Don't worry. If there's one thing Tanager is, it's quiet, reserved, and a very good secret keeper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never spoken about the Order of the Secret Dragon, nor the Hidden Grove of the North. I I did tell uh, a tabaxi about this, but he's also going on about giant worms, so I don't think anyone will believe him. What, giant worms? Yes, where are your giant worms? I understand you have a number of giant worms. Oh, yes. Could you clear something up for us, Devito? Do you employ any giant worms as DGS agents? Where are your giant worms? I mean, what sort of question is that? It's just a question. Seems like a question you dodged (laughs) to protect your scores of giant worms. (laughs) (laughs) He he gestures to Tanager goes... Seriously, this guy's cool. Like, uh, I'm gonna try to make a persuasion check to play the fool. I'd be like, "Oh, don't worry about this guy. He's just a big goofball. He's just worried about giant worms." Okay, that's that's more of a performance check, but go for it. Oh yeah, no, I'll do performance. Um, do do do. 
First roll of the game. Wait, no. All those history checks. Never mind. <laughs> Fifth roll of the game. <laughs> Fifth roll of the game. Okay. Doo-ba-doo. Uh, that's a 14. I have, uh, you're fine, whatever. I mean, I mean, if these guys trust you, I mean, I, I don't trust anyone, but, you know, I'm, ke- I'm keeping my eye on you. Have you been burned before, Devito? What is this? Question, <laughs> question Detective Day. Hmm. <laughs> I, I thought that was in August. Oh, is it Question Detective Day? <laughs> <laughs> question, yeah, it's Question Detective Day. Oh, no, I got my dates mixed up. <laughs> it's not- oh, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I'm such a fool. No, there's one of those in May and another one in August. Hmm. And it's currently... Like March? March? ish Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's March. I definitely know what day it is. We don't get a lot of sunlight down here. <laughs> yeah, sunlight would hurt the worms. Gotta protect their skin. I mean, you guys with the worms, what are you... What, I mean... <laughs> There's like a giant worm with like a mustache and a hat and a badge crawling by <laughs> in the background. Like, morning. <laughs> He's like, hey, Dave. <laughs> oh, accounting, right? Yeah. Those numbers. <laughs> uh, cool. But uh, I feel like Tanger has successfully fell into the background. So the people who actually know what's going on, if you want to point me in direction. I also have calm emotions now, if uh, we get too spicy in our questioning of their secret cache of worms. Okay, um, Devito seems not quite mad, just a bit a bit, bit peeved. Um, he, j- he just says, alright, well, uh, let me take you to my office. I, I, can, uh, I can give you the rundown I think of probably what you're talking about. <gasps> yes, take us to your worm leader. Look, my back is hurting, okay? I need to sit down. <laughs> Do you want some healing? No, I need to sit down. Oh. Hang on. You need, you need some yoga. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I need any more stress in my life. Yoga's not oh, it's stressful. Very, yeah. It's very relaxing, yeah. Tanager offers this to many people, but he thinks that it will actually land this time. He passes his flask to this detective. <laughs> like, Would you just like some very strong alcohol? Oh, finally, someone who speaks my language. <laughs> there we go, bud. <sighs> I pull out my backup flask and go, you can have that one. <laughs> What's that, chili meat? <laughs> oh, yeah. Only the most expensive. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, okay. I think we're. Let me, let me, let me uh, give you the the four one one on what I think it is you're on about. I mean, oi. <laughs> we're driving him to drink more. <laughs> I prefer to call it ambling towards alcohol. Uh, Devito walks you over towards his office. It's a couple of doors down from the pub chute. You pass uh, the the squat team who have all run out coughing because someone lit a. A flash grenade in their midst. <laughs> and he ushers you inside. Uh, sitting at his desk, he pulls up a map of the tunnel system. And he points to a uh, certain area and Okay, look, I think what's been going on is we've been trying to expand some of these tunnels. You know, we've been using some, like, digging equipment. And we, we've just been trying to, you know, clear this area so we can, you know, open up a new line for our... Ah, uh, the GTS. 
So maybe that's what you guys are talking about. Actually, since you guys are here, um, I, I've I've got you know um, maybe a, a little job for you. I was looking for some some schmuck to do it. So you you guys are you know the best schmucks I know. <laughs> wow, that's saying something. Is it? Okay. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> um, he yeah, presses. What you got? Um, he uh, wanders towards uh, the door, opens it, and goes, "Hey, come in here!" And uh, um, an even smaller gnome. He's about one foot ten. He's quite. He's very small. Uh, wanders in. He's wearing uh, oh, a deep red waistcoat and a cream tunic beneath that. He looks like quite well read. He's got a small pocket watch hanging from his one pocket and he's got a, a handkerchief in his breast pocket. Goes, this is our resident archaeologist. Uh, his name is uh, Bilbo Bananigans. <laughs> and okay. he's been a uh, running point on our uh, tunneling system. And we need him, uh, he's called a halt to the whole thing because of some weird things that he's found. So if you don't mind, would you just go and escort him over that direction so we can, you know, get to, get to drilling again? We'll protect you from the giant worms, Bilbo Bananigans. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, this is absolutely giant worms. <laughs> Do we want to keep that voice? Nesgrax is still laughing. During this whole speech, he was, he's been laughing at Bilbo Bananicans. So he, he's just like, okay, okay, yes, yes, I'm in. Let's do it. I will help Bilbo Bananicans. Anyway, that's, that's you know, that's, that's fine. I, I'm, as far as I know, it's completely safe down there, but, you know, it's a weird place. Okay. All right. Well... Mr. Bananigans, yes, you should lead the way. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> he even sounds funny. <laughs> You're my favorite person, Bilbo Bananigans, ever. Anyway, I will lead the way. <laughs> so, uh, archaeologist Bilbo Bananigans uh, leads you out of the detective's office and takes you all towards uh, a new tunnel which is uh, covered in scaffolding and has a big uh, almost like it's like a police line across it saying do not enter unsafe he goes all right everybody just put on these hard hats for safety (laughs) okay i will (laughs) i put on a hard hat Tanger's okay. not excited, but puts on a hard hat. <laughs> it clashes with the outfit that he's wearing. <laughs> so, my literal pirate outfit. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's right. Olive is standing there in leather pants, a black and white striped shirt, and a hard hat. Does the gnome hard <laughs> hat fit on our heads? Mm, not very well. Hmm. It's like a fez. So- so in, we're like, all in terms of size. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tanager takes it off. Like this will not protect my head in any meaningful manner, and I will not wear it. 
So we're legally required to get you to wear them. You're legally required to provide PPE that protects the worker and is in their size. Have you never heard of the space program? They only have one female spacesuit. Is that true? Yeah. What? Oh wow! I, th- I think they. Yeah, uh, I think as space far as I know, have genders. Oh uh, yeah, it's more of a size thing. I'm offended. It's probably, I think they've only got one medium. I put my helmet back on. <laughs> it's probably for the P-tube. Alright? We would need different P-tubes. No, you, well, you, you don't need the spacesuit for space... This is getting out of... You don't need You don't need P-tubes for spacewalks. I think they would have thought of everything. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but... What if you're out there for, like, a really long time? You can't, like... Sorry, guys. <laughs> Officially, I think there's diapers, right? That you wear inside oh. suits like that. That makes sense, yeah. Well, we'll put it up in the chat. Vote P-Tube or no P-Tube. <laughs> <laughs> Educate us about space. We only know about medieval fantasy. <laughs> Does anyway, the plate uh, mail have a P-Tube? <laughs> I'm wearing my tiny construction helmet, and I found some tiny safety goggles that are really small, but I'm wearing them. I guess I'll change my pirate vest to a tiny construction vest. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a reversible one, so you just turn it inside out? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Pirate I'll on one side, construction out. on the other. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to look like uh, the village people, but just one of them by the end of this. <laughs> it's okay, they glow in the dark. The hard hats, that is. Ooh. It's so we don't well, need to uh, carry lanterns. Clever. And also for parties. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. We thought you guys might like to cut loose after a long day at the DGS. Oh, yes, but safety first. Oh, of course, yeah. A- anyway, are you all ready to go? Absolutely. I was born ready, Bilbo Bananigans. <laughs> sure. Really? I was born screaming. <laughs> oh, bananigans! You cad! <laughs> I've committed to the voice. <laughs> you gotta, you better stick with this voice. I've got to see it through. <laughs> I pray I never get married, but if I do, I'm going to need you to officiate my wedding. <laughs> In that voice. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Okay, so, serious archaeologist Bill Bananigans <laughs> leads you into the darkness of the new tunnel. As he mentioned, your teeny tiny gnomish hard hats um, light up once you get into the darkness, so there is no need for dark vision or anything like that. It's all very safe, so long as you keep them on your massive, relatively, heads. You walk for about an hour. Um, the tunnel seems quite quiet. There's not. There is quite a lot of echo as you walk, which is good in a tunnel. I, I learned a couple <laughs> of years ago in in a mine. Wait, it's good if it echoes. Uh, yeah, because that means the sound can like reverberate around. If there's no echo, that means there's like a, a possibility of a cave in somewhere. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's really cool. weird when you're there. I just remember it being incredibly quiet. I, I went into a mine one time and it was like 
so quiet you could hear your heart beating and it was super freaky because like you know it's dark and you can hear your heartbeat and you can't hear it I, just the lack of noise okay but keep going yeah um yeah maybe i didn't make a sound i to think make an echo. It, I, I think know. it's that way around otherwise it's oh. the other way around <laughs> i was not gonna stay there long enough to find out <laughs> went into a mine was like nope went back out <laughs> done it <laughs> yeah. moving on <laughs> No, wait, you yeah, walk it's... through the darkness. There are echoes or not, depending on which one's safe. No, it's like yeah. a yeah, a gravelly ground and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fairly featureless. It's quite a tall tunnel, uh, because we need to get quite a lot of different pipes through. It's about an hour's walk until you reach the end of the tunnel, which just comes to a sheer wall with not quite a landslide, but there's some there's some loose rock around the place. And walking over to it, uh, Bananagans says, Okay, this is where we stopped mining. Because as we went, I noticed some strange markings on the wall. And I just wanted to make sure that we weren't destroying anything, you know, old. Because we, as archaeologists, have a responsibility to preserve all this. Understood. So, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Bananagans. You're Dr. an archaeologist. I studied yes, I for this. I was going to say, I should call you. I should be calling you Doctor Bilbo Bananigans. I mean, ideally, yes, but I'm not so much and of a I, stickler. Are you? Are you a junior? Or are you the first of your name? Oh, I've never really thought about it. I I was adopted. I... <laughs> oh, well, then really, I, I mean, formally, I should be calling you Doctor Bilbo Bananigans the first. I mean, you don't have to. Okay, but I will. <laughs> okay. 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 Talenger. Uh. <laughs> 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 yes, Talenger? Oh, I, we were all just saying things and I haven't said anything in a while. So, but oh, okay. I thought it'd be funny because everyone was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I was like, Talenger. That's a <laughs> good echoes thing. echoes on the mine walls. <laughs> so where are the giant... Um, no, there's no, there's no giant worms down here. It's just something else that's mysterious. Just these markings. Let's uh, let's investigate these markings. See what see what the good old Doctor Bananigans is talking about here. I sort of mumble under my breath and giant worm markings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wanna... let's investigate. Uh, everyone, please make me an investigation roll. Oof. Five. I'm not Pidge anymore. <laughs> uh, Eleven. Ten. Uh, Nesgrax, what was yours? Uh, ten. Okay, five, ten, and eleven. Expert detectives. None of you are trained archaeologists, so it's okay. Um, Olive, you walk over towards where Bananigans uh, gestured to look at some uh, weird markings. They're not... They're nothing you've ever seen before. It's... The writing is very wiggly and doesn't seem to follow any particular pattern. Really? Uh, it's not like in lines or... Well, there, there are lots of wiggly lines, but I mean, I guess all writing is wiggly lines in one way or another. Is it in a line with a gap and then with another line of it? Do they have repeating symbols or patterns? Yeah, because this could uh, just be scratches from a giant worm if it's completely random. Or this could be the language of the giant worms. Yes, if it's written in lines, I must know. 
<laughs> How smart are these worms? <laughs> okay, it's quite a short burst of wiggles. That would be a good album, wouldn't it be? Like a short burst of wiggles. <laughs> short burst of wiggles? It sounds like a children's album. Yeah. <laughs> or like a really, really intense EDM album. <laughs> <laughs> is it scratched into the wall or is it painted? Um, It's painted. Okay, so it's definitely oh. not like... I was picturing okay. we're moving through this tunnel, scratching the sides of it. Okay, but it's painted. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, worm bit aside, I was picturing like carved in the wall. But if they have paint, like that denotes some level of culture. Mm-hmm. So uh, meanwhile, can, like... Tanninger, um, mm-hmm. I will let oh. you know what you find. Um, <laughs> you are examining the wall on the other side of the tunnel, and you're looking at the rock because I don't know. You you, you found some rock that looks fun. So the Rock of the wall just looks like plain, dark, boring rock. But then it seems to become a bit lighter, and it definitely looks as though it's been started to be carved in certain areas. So that there definitely seems to be a lot more curvature to some of the carving. That definitely looks more deliberate than just random wiggles. Okay, I'm going to look at, like, what they were starting to carve and look for any sort of symmetry in the rest of the room. Like, was this the first thing in this sort of pattern that they tried to create? Or was this just like, oh, they started to do this on this other wall? You know? Well, if you follow some of the lines, it seems to just go up and fo- uh, following the curvature of the tunnel around to the other side. Oh. Okay, I'm going to alert this to my party and just kind of like motion like, hey, look at this curve and then try to see if there's any bits that are broken because I do have mending. So I could try to like, what would this look like if it was whole, if there are any broken pieces? Yeah, um, well, there are a couple of uh, chips taken out of it, but you, um, it's just it's just the change in the rock. So mm-hmm. and there's, you know... A, uh, you know, there's evidence of deliberate carving. So it looked as though it was being started uh, to be carved, but it's not a full, complete whatever it was. Okay. We we said this was like a good sized tunnel. Yeah. So would it have? So I'm I'm trying to think like what sort of equipment someone would have needed, like a humanoid type person, to be able to start writing on one side and go all the way up the roof over to the other side? Like, would they have needed a giant ladder or would they have been able to just, like, reach if they were tall enough or what? Or a paintbrush on a stick. Or a paintbrush on a stick. How tall is the ceiling? I really hate when you ask me (laughs) measurement questions. (laughs) Okay, is the ceiling uh, much taller than our arms can reach? Uh, no, I, I would say that the it's about 10 feet high. Our arms okay. can't reach the ceiling when we're standing up. But it's not like impossibly tall that you no. couldn't do it with a ladder or something like no. that. And one okay. quick question. Uh, the sort of like curving, like there's stuff painted on the walls and there's stuff carved. Do they seem to be from the same source or is like, 
the stuff that was painted before and the carving is just from when the gnomes started to carve out this tunnel. Uh, give me a history check for that sort of information. Okay. Um, that's only a 12. A 12. Well, you can certainly see that both seem to be quite uh, curvy and wiggly. So maybe they've... And also they're pretty much in the same place. So you reckon they're probably connected somehow. Okay, cool. So these are probably from the same source. Nesgrax has gone with the very, very formal Dr. Bilbo Bananigans the first. I'm just going to say Bananigans, because that's fun. Do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say that you were carving this tunnel, or is this a tunnel that you encountered? No, this this is a thing we encountered. We were mining through the tunnel. And we came across this, and I was the. I, I, I stopped construction because we found this evidence of some other, other thing, and we just need to excavate it properly just to make sure it's nothing that we should be preserving. Hmm. 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 So, why are we here? What are we doing? Are we. <laughs> are, well, are we supposed to help see, you? I'm quite small. Uh huh. Can't reach much. Were your ladder? And also, I'm quite weak. <laughs> okay, Olive lifts you up onto her shoulders. I'm five ten, so I could maybe get you like you're two feet tall. So now you're eight eight feet up in the air. Can you reach up and see the ten foot ceiling? Doing my job. Oh yes, some of these carvings <laughs> look very intricate. Oh, this is definitely <laughs> deliberate. I'm glad we stopped this. <laughs> seems like you could have brought a ladder. Uh, Tanger gets a little drunk and ornery and, like, looks deeper into the caves and kind of, like, knocks, like, a rock against the wall and goes, like, Excuse me, excuse me, whoever made these cave paintings, if you could come out and explain them, otherwise your lands will be carved into. I try to make as much noise as possible into the deeper caves. Everybody roll initiative. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you joke, but that, yeah, that will that will be coming up. Oh, okay. As you uh, bash your rock against the side of the tunnel <laughs> and try and make as much noise as possible, it starts to echo uh, throughout the tunnel. So the the rock hits the side of the cave like, Poof. and then a moment later you hear a, Poof. and then there's more. Poof. Poof. As you hear a very strong rumbling coming towards your direction. We found the giant worm! Yeah, there it is! Now, I will give you one round to prepare, but we will be rolling initiative. Olive gets out her pencil. She promised she'd sketch it for beans. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I'm going to get my crossbow out. I'm going to keep Bananigans on my shoulders. This would be a fat eight for Tanager. A fat eight? Are we doing initiative now? Okay. Yes, please. We'll do that as well while we're here. Gotcha. Okay. Ooh. Four. 22. Woo. Nice. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Olive with a 22. Tanager with a fat eight. And what sort of size would you like your four to be, Nesgrax? Uh, a moderate four. Moderate four, okay. I just got a juicy eight. 
just drip. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you one round to prepare for whatever's going to come through. So, Olive, how would you like to spend your your free turn? Wasn't kidding. I get out my pencil. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tanager, how are you preparing? Uh, I would like to uh, be ready to cast calm emotions at whatever comes out of this tunnel. Okay. Um, so you're readying an action then? Yeah. Okay, Nezgrax. I am going to use Mold Earth into part of the wall that it doesn't have writing on it so that we have an escape area in case something comes flying down this tunnel and we need to get out of the way. Sort of like Independence Day when the dog jumps out of the fire that's shooting down the tunnel. Yeah. We all remember that scene, of course. I do. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as you all hear this great rumbling heading towards you, it goes... Gets louder and louder and louder. And soon enough, a giant worm bursts out of the wall. (laughs) Uh, So, Tanager screams, It's actually a worm! I didn't think it would be a worm! (laughs) (laughs) So I say, Quick, everyone, in my hole! And we and I, I jump into the hole that I created in the in the wall. Yeah. In the side. Yeah. And since he's on my shoulders, Bananagans comes with me. Uh yeah, if possible I drop my ready to action because calm emotion only works on humanoids, not giant worms. So not I can't cause this worm to chill out, so I will run to the hole. And I believe Move Earth instantaneously excavates one five-foot cube. So that means that all three of us... Like, it's really good that Dr. Crud III was not here because he is five feet wide. So (laughs) (laughs) I think all three of us fit, right? Or four. Bananigans. I've got you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so so this cube is, like, on the other side of... Just into one of the walls, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay, um, so... I should probably, uh, the worm bursts out perpendicular to the tunnel. Perpendicular to okay, See so the, he's going th- through the the uh, crossways, the walls. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So we're in no danger. The worm is going across from us like like a high speed truck on a on a street that we were just about to cross. He just goes right in front of us. Is that right? Well, not that high speed. Um, okay. <laughs> The worm bursts through and manages to contort itself to confront the source of all this noise. And worms don't bellow, so it's like vibrating menacingly. Hmm. Okay. Menacingly. Okay. If you can vibrate menacingly, I reckon you could. Hmm. So, Olive, you're first up in initiative order. I was thinking of the word. It's initiative. (laughs) Olive's in the five-foot excavated area with Bananigans. Okay, it's the worm yep. now. And um, <laughs> the worm, as you can imagine, can quite easily burrow through rock. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, the worm's going to dive directly at all three of you. Yep. Four Bananigans. Okay, yeah. Uh, so make a dexterity saving throw, all three of you. Mm-hmm. Uh... 14. 
8. 12. 8, 14, and 12. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Let me just roll for... Bananigans. Gonna be doing that all night. Okay, the worm lunges towards the three of you. You try and jump out of the way, but like 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 a bowling ball it shoots through the midst of you as you dive out of the way and you'll get hit and flung off to the side and you all will take 10 points of bludgeoning damage oh it is not friendly <laughs> tanager your turn the worms just barrel through you like a bowling ball uh Sorry, one more time? So, the worms barrel through you like a bowling ball. You've tried to dive out of the way, but you've gotten hit, like, in the legs. Oof. And you've started, like, just being thrown. Uh, thrown free. He needs those for jumping, you mean worm. Yeah, um... <laughs> how bad does this situation look? Like, if this worm... Like, we had our hiding spot, this worm directly attacked us immediately. Is this sort of a... Should we run, or, like, how intimidated is Tanager by this scene? Oh, I think that's up to you. Um, If Olive gets a vote, she will point out that she has 31 HP that's down to 21 now, so... Yeah. That's a third of her health, yeah. Tanager is going to then cast Mirror Image, um, to just create a bunch of, like, illusions of him... And then yell like, all right, everybody scramble. Maybe we back up and, you know, prep for a giant worm. Um, <laughs> so then he will go back to making a bunch of noise. Um, so all of my things like uh. mimic my action. So if this thing's attracted to noise, I'm going to like put myself in danger. But hopefully it'll attack one of my mirror images that seems to also be making noise and there's enough echo to where maybe they can't like exactly tell where it's coming from so like all right nice anyone who's not me and i mean that like as i'm casting my mirror image get out of here (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah i just got it i'm really excited yeah Okay, so you make mirror images of yourself, and all all of them. How, how do you how do you want do you want to like bang rocks into walls, or just clap rhythmically, or just shout um, insult? If they all take like the exact action that I'm taking, then I'm just going to smash a wall. If each one can do its own thing, then yeah, some are going to be clapping, some are going to be dancing, some are just going to be yelling like, Worms suck! Beetles are cool! (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you've done this before. Uh, Yeah, uh, this is not the first time I've yelled at a bug for being lame. (laughs) 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 Okay, um... I'd say the worm definitely seems a bit confused with all the with all the commotion going on. It kind of writhes and wriggles and turns what you think to be its head. Well, it's the end with the teeth <laughs> towards all the noise. Nesgrax, with your moderately sized four. <laughs> so, how big is this worm actually? Um, relative it, to the tunnel, I know you. Relative hate to the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is this like an Alaskan bullworm? Like, 
I wouldn't know. Um, I will Is say that a it's a Tremors reference. No, it was a SpongeBob actually, the giant worm from that one, if ah. I remember correctly. Oh, yes. oh okay. <laughs> okay, not quite, not that big, no. Okay, so we're not like walking into its mouth big. Um, it's yeah, it's just just shy of the tunnel. Um, it can like like bend down. It is a worm. It can like bend over its head to go wibbly to fit the space <laughs> it is because worms are liquid, I guess. Podcast listeners, he's demonstrating. Yeah. It was a very good head wiggle. <laughs> I use a lot of hand movements. <laughs> okay. I want to cast Enlarge Reduce at it, and I want to do Reduce, I guess. <gasps> nice. <Okay. laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. So you have to make a Constitution saving constitution. throw. If this works, let's fully reverse, and I'll just provide distraction and make, like, even more noise. And then the actual damage dealers just take this worm out. If we can freak it out with, like, if this thing has tremor sense and no actual senses, let's freak it out Mm -hmm. with noise and then just beat it up while it is essentially blind for a worm. Nice. Well, when you say it that way, it sounds really mean. (laughs) (laughs) How does Nesgrax casting a, a spell look now? So this is, this particular one is verbal somatic materials with a pinch of powdered iron. Yeesh. Like Salt Bay? <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> so I reach into my uh, component pouch and I pull out the, the powdered iron and I do a very dramatic, like, you know, fl- flourish and I, I say the words, you know, reductio ad absurdum, and see what happens. Yeah. All, all, all the times you've practiced this on smaller worms, they've all gotten smaller. This worm, however, does not. Oh, no. You feel the magic flowing out of you. And if, you, if this was a, a visual thing, you'd see little purple sparkles around the worm, and it would wibble its head. <laughs> as if to throw it off in the purple sparkles with fizzle and fade. And it'd be like... <laughs> Dear God, it's some kind of magic worm. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Okay. Anything else you would like to do with your turn? Uh, I want to get back in my hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it did just attack that. So is it? Is there any hole left, or were we thrown into the main tunnel by the burrowing? Remember, we had a two-part plan of if that had worked, we fought. Otherwise, yeah. I had set up a pretty good escape. So since there's no hole left for you to dive into, you should... Yeah, maybe... I sh- should I just run? Yeah, maybe just escape. Okay, yeah. I, r- I run. <laughs> yeah. I'm running you're... back. Yeah. Right? Your burrow is destroyed, there's a big worm, and... Yeah. Tanager's yeah. providing noise distraction. Yeah. No, good good point. Yeah. No, I run back towards the DGS. Okay, make a something because my turn's next, right? Um yes, it will be your turn next. Yeah, so as you start to sprint away, like um I'm gonna throw <laughs> bananigans at you. <laughs> so okay. like a football, but with a gnome, and you have in the past proven yourself to be an excellent gnome receiver. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Quarterback. <laughs> That's true. I have. This is something we've practiced. 
Yeah, yeah. It's okay, cool. So what do I need to roll DM to pass Bananigans to Desgrex? A uh, sleight of gnome, but <laughs> that skill doesn't exist, so I will settle for sleight of hand. It's beautiful. <laughs> Leisure de gnome. I'm already drafting a letter to Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> 17. <laughs> okay, as if you've done this before, which you have. We have. Yeah. In, in a tight spiral, you <laughs> throw the already quite panicking gnome over towards Nezgrax, who... You're going to um, be fine! <laughs> Nezgrax, make me an athletics throw for oh, catching. Joking? Sure. Ten. Okay, you, f- you fumble the catch a little bit, but you manage to <laughs> hang on on uh-huh. account of... Uh, gnomes being well this gnome is quite panicky and quite grabby <laughs> so mm. as he flies through the air his little hands are trying to grab anything that moves which in this case is you mm-hmm. so ah, you start oh, sprinting okay, off okay, okay, let's go okay come on Manadigans we're out of here naturally he screams the entire way <laughs> <laughs> you guys get out first I'll bring up the rear and then I face off against the worm Stamping my feet because the possibility of tremor sense was brought up, and I'm going to try to make sure that Tanager is behind me, and I'm going to try to get everyone out being like the target of attacks if that were to happen. Uh, Tanager will always take someone else, like potentially for a blow for him, but uh, that whole mirror image is to provide a bunch of like cover images. So as like you okay. get out of here, so I don't yeah, have to no, be last. Like as soon as the last person's okay. out, I'm gonna leave a bunch of potential targets, and then my actual person is gonna run out last. While like hopefully there's still echoes, and they might think that like that's one of me. So like if you want to do the brave thing, totally do it. But like you're good to run as well. Well, <laughs> what I want to do is pick you up. Because I have the ability to dash as a bonus action. Oh, then... Step of the wind. So the question is, how many people can I carry? <laughs> You've already thrown the gnome, and Tanager will always take uppies. So uh, he puts his arms up and goes like, uppies, uppies. <laughs> <laughs> I exchanged bananigans for Tanager. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to give you guys a few head start rounds, you know. And then we'll make a lot of noise here and be able to catch up because I can step of the wind. Could Tanager potentially try to okay. kick off the ground a little with his mirthful leap to give her a little boost? So we just like full on leap oh. away from this worm. We could. Yeah. So can I spend a key point DM? <laughs> Waggling your eyebrows doesn't tell me if I can or not. Uh, for the listeners, we have an eyebrow waggle from the DM. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's an official DM eyebrow waggle <laughs> Brought to you by Brian's Belts <laughs> The best belt in town They're pretty okay belts It's just Tanager like caught walking out of the bathroom <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah sure I'm, I'm like even though I play a monk I'm not quite sure how they work So go for it Okay, I'm gonna Sounds spend like a key point um, I'm going to spend a key point to take the disengage or dash action as a bonus action on your turn, and my jump distance is doubled for the turn. Now, um, since uh, I threw the gnome, I don't know how action economy works. Can I throw the gnome 
catch the tanager and dash or like i don't know how much i have left we've got one movement one action and one bonus action so which ones have i consumed uh well the gnome is quite small so i'll count that as a bonus action tanager is a bit bigger we'll count that as a regular action so you can move regularly all right i'll just move regularly this turn then yeah because my bonus action has been consumed so i will move 40 feet that away carrying the tanager (laughs) preparing to to dash next turn (laughs) all right i'm gonna give miss uh wormy mcworm face it's not his real name i just thought a sense of identity would help um i'm gonna give wormy mcworm face a attack of opportunity but with disadvantage considering all the noise going on can feel the little pitter patter of giant lizard feet and i'll bend tanager around me so that i'm the one who takes the blow if one lands I'm going to assume, I mean, it's, it's wrong to assume, but I'm going to ask, uh, does a 24 hit? Actually, sorry, that was, that was that was not with, that was not with disadvantage. I was going to say, with disadvantage, dying. I, I ignore my own words sometimes. It's a, I have short-term podcast amnesia. Um, will a 15 hit? 15 will not hit because I leveled up to level 4. Woo! Woo! Okay, as you sprint away, your monk reflexes allow you to dodge an incoming lunge attack from the giant worm. <laughs> you feel it's... Um, are worms hot-blooded or cold? Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you feel the worm's yeah. breath on the back of your heels as it lunges after you. Okay, it is uh, worm, in worm Face's turn. It's been really annoyed, like, not quite annoyed, but, you know, it's been woken up, it's been, you know, confused. You know, you know when you wake up with a hangover and a load of people are making noise, you get real grumpy. Happens to Tanager all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tanager very grumpily is like, I've never been grumpy one day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so the worm rears up as much as a worm can rear up. And dives over Olive. What? To attack of opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as it as it sails over or wheels over, you can probably punch directly up. Heck yeah, I'm gonna bite it. <laughs> okay, well, technically, Olive's holding me. Can I also get an attack of opportunity? Um, Tanager can get a regular attack of opportunity. Olive, you're carrying Tanager, so you have disadvantage on yours, unless you want to use Tanager to hit the worm. Oh, launch me. <laughs> I do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to let go of you because, well, I'll, I'll miss disadvantage. Um, I'm not going to let go of you because then I'd have to pick you up again. <laughs> uh, then I will just try to smash, like, <laughs> the, like a child being held by their mother. Like, I'm trying to wriggle out, like, smash the worm going over me with my horns for a headbutt. I got a uh, 15. 15. Uh, your horns graze against the side of the worm as it sails past, doing no discernible damage. Olive. I have a question about... I was 40 feet away because I, like, used my movement last turn to get away. So does that mean that it's going more than 40 feet in a round? Um, it's, in order to sail past well, me? Well, it, 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 dive, it dove after you. Dive, dove, one of those. Mm-hmm. Right, I moved it, 40 feet. Yeah, it jumped like right after you, kind of slammed into the floor just behind you. So 
I think the length. Then it can of course it calls back up again to dive. Okay, so if it's moving faster than I can, then the plan has to change from run away to we can't run away, we got to murder, right? Well, it's currently in midair at the moment. Right, but like Tanager, Tanager, it moves faster than us. We can't get away. We've got to kill it. We've got to put Bessie down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I liked the original plan. But... Well, my my all of my mirror images are still there because he didn't the worm mimic worm face did not attack them. So I know you're gonna hate this plan, but throw me back into the bundle of images. Like that's the safest place for me, <laughs> and then I will distract it. You're like five feet tall, so I can't actually throw you. <laughs> okay, um, but you're also I can set you down. Uh, you also have declared yourself as obese. Could we DM, this is some wackiness, could I try to mirthful leap off of her chest and, like, have her just (laughs) take the impact and, like, allow me to jump backwards back? (laughs) If it's too wacky, I understand. Had it been your turn, I would have said absolutely. Okay, well, that's our plan for next turn, is launch me back into the cluster of mirror images, I'll draw the worm's attention back, and then you guys can at least get it from behind. Yeah, and then we'll take this worm down. Yeah, Yeah, because if it's going to go more than 40 feet, Nezgrax can't outrun that, and I can't carry both of you. As long as we're cool to leave after this, I'll hammer it with guiding bolts and just use all of my lower level spells (laughs) to give everybody advantage. We've got a plan! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tanninger is constantly drunk, but never without a plan. You don't get to be this drunk all the time without knowing how to handle yourself when a giant worm messes up your escape plan. (laughs) Yeah, let's do this. Okay, well, catching back up with the worm in mid-leap, it's coiled itself and like, like 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 a spring, I guess, pings forward over the top of Olive. Uh, Tanager tries to headbutt it um, to little success. And this very annoyed hungover worm is going to, between Nesgrax and Olive, as if through a cutscene, because we're getting towards the end of the first half. Okay, I thought you were going to say reality, and I was like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dives through reality, turns into, it's a wormhole, people. No. Oh. It falls on you and everything becomes black. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, it dives into the ground uh, between you and the floor starts to crumble from beneath you. Um, Very quick, very quickly, quickly. Yeah, it's an adverb on an adverb. Very speedily. There we go. The floor begins to give way and the hole gets wider and wider and wider. And Olive, you're running, you're running, running, but it's quite difficult to stop. And Nesgrax, you turn around, look, and you all plunge down into the darkness. End of cutscene. Thank you for joining us for this half of the Fire Breathing Kids podcast. Joining us for this half were Nesgrax. Hey! Tanager. Oh no! And Olive. <laughs> You're getting... Hi. <laughs> Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. 
please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Yes, that's right, you really can own a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front. Welcome back to the second half of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. I'm just going to take a moment to talk directly to the audience and just go, how are you? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, that's good to hear. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, it's okay. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, it sound, <laughs> sounds like you're having a real good time. I'm, I'm happy for you. Anyway, joining us once again <laughs> is Nezgrax. Hi. Olive. <laughs> Hi. And Tanager. Hi. Now, the adventurers are in a bit of a sticky situation at the moment. They're currently falling through mid-air into darkness. Although they do have some nice, shiny, glow-in-the-dark, teeny-tiny little hard hats. <laughs> so, just to remind us how we got to this point, Nezgrax, would you care to <laughs> enliven us with what's been going on? I'd be delighted. So uh, we were all having a drink at the Guild Hall. Uh, we received a package and a letter separately. The package was for me. I opened it. It was from my Uncle Algernon, and he gave me this cool belt. And then we also got a letter that had a map in it. It was signed with a paw print, and it had an X on it. So we went to the X, and we met our friend Beans, who's a tabaxi, and he was concerned about some tremors, some some sort of minor earthquakes going on in in, in area, and he thought that it might be giant worms. But I recognized the area on the map that he was referring to as the headquarters of the Department of Gnomeland Security. So the three of us went down to the DGS, uh, went down, talked to uh, uh, Detective uh, Inspector Devito. And he led us through a tunnel with a, a doctor named um, Bilbo Bananigans. And so we followed Dr. Bilbo Bananigans the first through the tunnel to some writing that uh, was on the walls of this tunnel. And while we were inspecting that, Tanager decided to make some noise for some reason. And it attracted a giant worm who attacked us pretty much half to death. Uh, we tried to fight it, but uh, we tried to run away, but it was too fast. And then it went down into the ground, and all of the ground has um, uh, disintegrated beneath us, and now we're falling in a hole. Thank you. Tanager would like to argue that he quickly found out what the issue was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the important thing is that you learn something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you all wake up to, well, 
You all wake up to a strange voice above you. You're lying on the floor. Uh, you're a bit worse for wear, but let's not bother with numbers. You know, HP numbers. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. You've all uh, landed on the floor. You've woken up, and there is a figure stood above you, seemingly inspecting you. I pose. <laughs> what on the floor, Mike? Yeah, just sort of like lay out a little bit. <laughs> Hand behind the head. Draw me like one of your French satyrs. I put the head back, chest out, butt puffed, like a little hand behind my head. Like, what you see? Or you going to introduce yourself, or should I go first? Uh, the figure above you, um, who appears to have very pale skin, wide eyes, and white hair, looks at you and goes... Yes, same to you. <laughs> Now, the question is, do any of you understand deep speech? Oh, no. Nope. Mm -mm. Okay, this is going to be fun. How's everyone's non-verbal <laughs> communication? I can get a few things across. I don't know if it's beneficial to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I say to... I, I look around for Dr. Bananigans. Um, Dr. Bananigans is nowhere to be seen at the moment. Ooh, instant distrust. Oh, no. Oh, okay. that's really bad. I feel responsible for that. For him escaping and leaving us down here? Betrayal. Oh, yes, that's probably what happened. He's definitely not already been picked away and eaten. Mm -hmm. Oh, by this guy? Is it a guy or a girl? It's got pale skin, wide eyes, white hair. Um, you can't necessarily tell. Um, it's of it's of a race that none of you have ever seen before. Are they cute? Is their build <laughs> like pleasing, and is their facial structure symmetrical? I mean, I guess in the right light, maybe. Which is no light since they're from underground. <laughs> but I mean, it's all relative, <laughs> isn't it? So it depends on your taste. Hmm. If we can see them, where is the light coming from? The light's coming from all over, so as you open your eyes and get a, a better glimpse of what's going on, you're used to seeing in a you know, lower light. Now, there's a lot of faint purple light filling the cavern you're in, and this appears to be coming from a, uh, a lot of luminescent mushrooms, which appear to be growing on the walls of the cavern. Cool. Okay, guys, I'm going to try to communicate. Hello, I wave my hand. We, gestured all of us, uh, were attacked, and I, I do like a like a claws yeah. like an attack by a, a worm, and I do a worm with my arm uh, up there. I point up, uh, and we fall, fell here, high, and I wave. Okay, I'm just going to roll a quick insight check. Okay, see if they. Understand. Uh, could I just, like, like get off off the ground from, like, posing and, like, sort of, like, just not say anything or make, like, too many movements, but quietly bless Olive and uh, Nesgrax and, I guess, myself. Nesgrax. <laughs> like, wh while he's saying it, just bless everyone without making a big show of it. And just, like, kind of casually make it look like I'm just like, oh, these are my friends, I'm touching them. 
This is a normal thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, cool. So you you've been blessed. Like, yeah, like no, if you've just... like kind of got, gotten up and like given them a hug. Yeah, just like, like oh, we're gonna... okay. We're okay. Oof. Bless, bless, bless. Yeah, I act like it was a real effort for me to get off the ground, and I'm just sort of, like, grateful to be able to, like, be up. And I'm like, oh, my friends, my friends, bless, bless, bless. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, I think Tanagen's enough of a drama queen to, you know, pass that. How dare you? <laughs> uh, no, but continue um, Yeah, if you need a bless. There you go. What does Bless do again? I don't remember. I believe it's a D4 to skill checks. Ooh, alright. Thanks. Yeah. I'm confirming that right now. Okay. So, um, the the being looks at you again after your Nezgrax, after your uh, hand movement, Bonanza, seems to understand mm. more or less what you're trying to say, and they they seem to gesture at uh, a point on the ground a little ways away, a uh, point behind them, and then gesture to you, you three, and then behind them again. It com- also comes with a... This language okay. is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also attack or saving throw. Ooh. Oh, nice. So he pointed to the ground... Yeah, yeah, they pointed, pointed to a to... spot um, just away from you, pointed uh-huh. behind them, uh-huh. uh, down what seems to be a, a, a you know quite a long tunnel. Uh-huh. Gestures to you three, and then points that way again. Okay, uh, seems like he's saying we should go down this tunnel, guys. I don't know. He might also be saying, "Don't go down that tunnel." <laughs> Jerry, who used to stand there, went down that tunnel. Now Jerry's not there anymore. So don't go down that tunnel. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Um, at this point, they will then turn turn around towards there and uh, look back at you as if to say, actually, make me an insight check. <laughs> all right. Just Nesgrex? Um, all of you. Just Okay. So you get, you get, you know, the general gist of yeah. what they're trying to say. Seven. Seventeen. Uh, that's a... Oh. Yeah, uh, 19 for Ooh. me. Okay, uh, Nesgrax, you are way too pleased about how your own performance went to pay attention to what someone else is trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah. However, the other two get the idea that they're trying to lead you to uh, somewhere. But uh, looking them up and down, they're wearing unusual leather clothing, but do not appear to be armed at all. Well, no one here appears armed, right? Oh, wait, no, Nesgrax has a crossbow. But, uh... <laughs> oh, this thing? <laughs> Sorry, I'll just tuck this <laughs> back in my back here. Well, Sorry, guys. Yeah. I feel like Tanager's biting wit would be visible to anyone who has any, like, passing engagement with him. <laughs> <laughs> Olive stands up and checks to see that everything is... Because I'm technically carrying... A backpack, a crowbar, a hammer, ten pittons, ten torches, a tinderbox, ten, ten days of rations, a water skin, fifty feet of hemp and rope. Did that all make it down with me, or did I lose it on the fall? 
Um, if you were wearing it in the backpack, then I, I can say you landed on your side, so it's still all there. You haven't crushed anything. All right. Cool. I mean, you can roll for it if you want to crush something. Um, I would like to reach into the backpack and to retrieve the black onyx stone worth 280 gold points. Okay, yeah. And see what happens when I try to offer it to the people with pale skin, white hair, and wide eyes. Um, they cock their head a bit and just look at it and go... <laughs> gesture behind them again. Okay, can I, like, give it to them? Is this... I'm trying to yeah. trade, like, for their assistance <laughs> with this valuable stone. I'm trying to have a okay. valuable yeah. item to give them. So do they accept yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, they uh, take it from you, look it up and down, uh, try and chew on it slightly. <laughs> Is it compatible with their value system? Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> okay. All right, I tried. But, but, but I think they will understand that it is a gift. Good. Of sorts. Can you guys stand up? Are you injured? Yeah, I can stand. Um, I'm good. Uh, oh, we should ask about Goodfellow. Hey, guys. Uh, do um, Little man. And I make like a, you know, I put my hand down yeah. by my knees. Little man. Uh, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's holding both palms up <laughs> and jiggling his head from left to right like an Egyptian. I'm doing the Egyptian <laughs> dance, yeah, basically. Which is probably racist and not a good term now that I'm thinking about it as an adult. It's the name of a dance. What, the, doing, doing the Egyptian? <laughs> yeah, isn't that a terrible name for a dance now? Like, that you were thinking about it? What, like all the Egyptians are going to be offended that there was this popular 80s song I don't know. where they did the... Because that's what the hieroglyphs looked like. Oh, okay, justified. Yeah. It's not like it's not like oh yeah, all Egyptians do this all day. That's, I don't that's know. Not what Sometimes you encounter terms that you were like familiar with for a long time, and then you got a second guess. Like, is that an okay term? Hmm. Uh, like uh, jipping. Yeah, I learned the the origin of that word. Turns mm -hmm. out it's not a good word. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so we're dancing like a hieroglyphic uh, <laughs> to yeah. demonstrate where did he go. <laughs> um, a look of recognition comes into their eyes and they uh, mimic the uh, hand gesture for small person and mm -hmm. go and like gesture behind them again in down the tunnel. Oh, I see. Oh, it was... They've taken him, put him in soup. I'm doing the hieroglyphic dance. And they want us to be eaten, too. Let's follow. <laughs> oh, maybe you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't really have much to go on. I, I think we just have to... I think they were saying Bilbo was here, <laughs> and he went into the tunnel, and so we should probably try to find him. Yeah? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah? All right. I agree, yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Let's go. All right. Thank you, underground people. <laughs> Minox. <laughs> thank you, Minox. Mm, beautiful language. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what's the plan, guys? These dudes are gross. Can we get? Can we get? Where are we going? <laughs> that way. Yeah towards the tunnel all right um so you follow in the direction 
that was uh, gestured by uh, the being. Uh, they walk behind you. They follow um, at a distance of approximately a, a safe a safe distance because you know. Let's face it, you guys are strangers. Just to put this in perspective, Tanager, like as we're being motioned into like a mysterious cavern. Uh, could he make an insight check or something akin to that to clock, like, what vibe are these guys giving off? Like, are they cool with us? Like, I understand we tried to communicate with them, but are we mar- being marched into, like, a bad situation? Yeah, roll, roll me a vibe check. Uh, vibe <laughs> check. Otherwise known as insight. Uh, vibe check of 17. Okay, well, you you don't seem to get any bad vibes off, off them. They they seem a bit, um, worried about you, but mostly I think because of Nesgrax's dancing. <laughs> but they definitely don't seem to mean you any sort of harm that you can tell. Okay, so, uh, how long is this walk to wherever we move into the actual next room? Is it like? Just a few seconds walk, or do we actually have to like go down a hallway? You know, well, it's more of a, a you know, a tunnel within a, a cave system. Mm. So it's more of a, a a gradual thing. So it's not like necessarily rooms. Then I would like to hang back as much as possible, and then like just be casually like sipping on my flask, like being a little bit bashful about it, and then look back to the people who are kind of like prodding us forward and be like oh hey do you guys like do you like booze or you know well there's only one of them (laughs) okay well then yeah i'll definitely offer just the one guy booze then and then uh if i could use like maybe a sleight of hand check uh be like motion to my friends like go forward like go ahead and then I'm clearly causing this guy who's prodding it forward to be stalled as I attempt to get him drunk. I mean, it's it's not really a, a prodding forwards. It's a, you guys have walked this way and they're just following you. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought there. So uh, I I should also probably clarify. I'm I'm just using they um, on the basis that I you know you, you're not quite sure uh, where they fall. So not as a pluralization. Okay. Um, I thought there was a prod. Like, I don't mean to be totally Seinfeld about it, but there was a prod! But, um, uh, but okay, well then, either way I'll offer him booze, but then I won't uh, attempt to cause our groups to separate. We'll just keep going wherever we're going. Yeah. Well, if, if, if you offer them booze, they'll um, sniff it. Go. Take a, a quick sip and kind of Retch a bit and probably spit it out. Ah. Um, I nod, like, yeah, uh, you're supposed to. That's what you do. And then I go, like, motion, like, do it again. I do, like, the little circular finger motion. Um, But walking along the tunnel there, uh, trying to point point out certain aspects of the wall, like uh, the mushrooms and uh, some of the tunnels you pass and... Beautiful language. <laughs> I, I think I think he's giving us a tour. Hmm. This is nice. Could we make nature checks and try to like intuit maybe what he's trying to express to us? You certainly can. 
All right. Well, that's uh, 13. Oh, 13 for me as well. 18 on the dice plus zero is 18. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Nesgrax and Tanager, um, on the basis that they are gesturing towards, in this case, the mushrooms, you surmise that they're telling you about the mushrooms. Oh. Mm, yes. These are mushrooms. And I look at Nesgrax like I'm talking <laughs> deeply about them. Hey, you, you ever been at, like a, on a tour in a foreign city and you have no idea what they're trying to tell you, but <laughs> you just kind of get the gist of it through what they're pointing at? Mm. I guess mm-hmm. Tanger would lean down like he's going to attempt to eat one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, is this for eating? And I like motion like I'm going to bite it. <laughs> they, they vigorously shake their head. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I I nod. I'm like, oh, I give my thumbs up. Like, okay. Uh, Olive, you, however, um, happen to have um, seen an in, uh, an informatic play quite recently about uh, bioluminescence in nature, uh, which covered a range of things like jellyfish and algae and uh, certain types of mushroom, which can be, um, um, you know used for all sorts of things such as you know making street lights or certain um potion ingredients but in this case they just seem to be uh used to light the walls of the tunnel mm. yep <laughs> <laughs> this is very cool we should get this for do, does the guild hall have a basement it does now <laughs> Yes, let's. We need to source some of this, the basement, and then we can get a cool grotto. Wouldn't you like a grotto, Olive? You could hang out, and we could get birds that you could attack, and then we could get maids and pool boys to clean the blood out of the grotto. Okay, at first I was like, the word grotto is intriguing, and then I was like, what? Yeah, like a wet (laughs) cave space. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, a grotto, a wet case. Like, I imagine that's where, like, a, a crocodile or an alligator would love that, right? Yeah, yeah, I do, I mm. do really like sleeping in water. I could go with this, yeah? Well, it's just a pitch. I'm not, like, dead set on the grotto. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I read way too many webtoons and there's this like beautiful underground cave bar that i saw in a webtoon the wall is like three stories tall and it's like blue light and like you know that like cool cave ceiling at the top and everyone sitting at the bar looks so cool under because they they put like blue lights at the top and like pink lights and stuff and like the whole cave has intricate shadows and yeah that would be a great place we could make it our grotto bar in the basement it would be cool during the summers. Okay. Yeah. I'm into this. Um, Olive <laughs> takes one of the mushrooms and probably poisoning herself, picks it up <laughs> and sticks it in her backpack. No, it's, a, it, it's okay. The, the mushrooms are okay to touch. It's a slightly um, odd feeling. It's almost like you're holding a little heartbeat. <gasps> Cute. Oh. You sure I can't eat it? <laughs> See, but you were upset by you hunting birds in the grotto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what Olive wants to eat? She sticks it in her backpack and it's safe. <laughs> uh, this is rad. <laughs> um, as you continue to walk... Midnight um, Poppy. The- That's the name of it. Keep going. Sorry, I just like I needed okay. to know the name of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, as, as you walk, the tunnel um, begins to widen out. Um, if eventually it starts to become much more of a cavern than a tunnel. It starts to properly widen out and um, coming into view within the purple light of the mushrooms, you can see what seems to be a subterranean city. Whoa. Wow. So, got a small paragraph to read. So, the city is contained within an enormous cavern. Lit by the luminous mushrooms, it stretches into the darkness. Dwellings are built into the cavern walls, whilst a market lies at its centre. A river runs down the centre of the city, coming from a large stone circle, which is held up by intricately carved pillars. As you wander through the streets with your guide, passers-by stare at you in open wonder, whispering behind your back, though it doesn't seem hostile. They're so tan. (laughs) A (laughs) germ? That's what they're whispering about us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> at the base of the circle lies a large set of steps, at the top of which stands a figure in billowing white robes. And uh, your guide gestures up towards him and goes, <laughs> and makes the little person sign. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think he's saying that uh, Bilbo is is th- is there with the the priesty type guy. We should probably go ask the priesty type guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I'm gonna go up to the figure in the in the robes. Okay, cl- climbing. Is it's a long set of steps. Okay. Everyone's like, watching. Okay, uh, Everyone's watching every so step you take up these stairs. <laughs> Peer pressure. Wait, uh, Tanager notices that everyone's watching, so he starts hopping up the stairs. <laughs> he will not miss a chance for attention. Olive is second guessing every step she takes, like, they're watching. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. When normal tasks become much harder because you're being observed. Look at how fast I'm yeah. doing it, everyone. Look at how high I'm jumping. <laughs> um, the figure in white robes uh, begins to walk down as you're walking up, meeting you about halfway. Because it seems cruel to make you walk the entire distance. I go, oh, God. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I appreciate it. Ah, thank you. (laughs) Nesgrax is like, when I joined wizard school, they never said anything about stairs. (laughs) Tangent looks at Nesgrax and is like, oh, you look tired. Do you need whiskey? (laughs) Water. Water. (laughs) Ah, Uh, My tongue is numb. (laughs) Whiskey and water. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the the figure uh, stands uh, next to you. Um, They also have very pale skin, as does everyone else. Uh, down here, but this one uh, is bald, um, so it's it's rather eerie. Um, but they say, 
Uh-huh. I, I, I say, go on. He says, Oh, you speak the common speech. Ah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's okay. I speak it too. Yes, very well, in fact. I learn from writing that falls from sky, your tabloid newspapers. <laughs> I learned many things. Number 12 will shock you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, bet, I bet every man here has been pleased in 10 different ways. <laughs> there are hot singles in your area. Oh my Wait, what? There are hot singles in our area? Here? I Where must apologize um, for... Yeah, uh, sorry. Sorry. Go on. I must apologize for Chudes. She does not speak the common tongue as I do. She has not learned the course courtesy of Brian's belts. The best <laughs> belts in town. Tanger takes a sip from his flask and goes, they really do have very, very good belts. They are very good. <laughs> uh, sorry, did you say her name was Trudes? Trudes. Trudes? If you must spell it, C-H-U-U-D-Z. <laughs> okay, yeah, Trudes. Trudes. Cool. Okay. Trudes. Well, uh, yeah. So wait, you you learned common from a course that was sponsored by Brian's belts? The best belts in town. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I've got one, see? Ah, yes. Did you use code? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a gift, but yeah, I assume my uncle uh, used a code. Probably. He's always looking for a deal, yeah? Provide receipt? He did? Uh, no, actually. It was, I think he just assumed I would, I would love it, which I do, so. Quite right. Anyway, your little friend, he was not in as good shape as you. When we find you, we brought him here for healing. I will show you. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hope Bilbo is okay. Oh, by the way, I should introduce myself. My name is At High Priest Calabash. <laughs> at High Priest Calabash? You don't need to use the at, but only if you wish to speak to me or to get my attention. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I love this culture. I love this language. I love this culture. Um, so, uh, at uh, High Priest Calabash, um, what, I, I need to find a place to live here. Ah, <laughs> uh, we have many good locations for you. Okay. Uh, we, we have can... timeshare available two weeks of the year. Oh, 
can I pick the two weeks of the year sometimes, but not all the time? Yes, it run on lottery system. Oh, I love that. It's like a gamble. Okay, we'll table this, but I just really like your whole vibe here, and I want to let you know that going forward. Wonderful. I will show you small person. Hashtag gratitude. Hashtag gratitude. Hashtag grats. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, High Priest Calabash uh, takes you up to the uh, the top of the stone circle, walking at your speed so you don't look stupid. Um, as he goes, he takes you uh, through um, the history of their civilization. I won't say it in his voice because it would take ages. <laughs> Um, he goes on to he explains that they were the original settlers of um, what you understand to be the Nicomoy area. Um, however, over time they um, like overworld problems and uh, like um, other settlers moved in and they were driven underground. And the entirety of Nicomoy is built over um, their old civilization. Yeah, Silurian. Um, yeah. Sure. I'd not thought about that, but sort of. <laughs> um, so, And they worship the great worm up above, which defends them from intruders. Um, but they understand that at one point the worm um, will grow too ravenous for its own appetite and devour the world in what they describe to be Wormageddon. <laughs> 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 Horrifying. If there's any others you have in your back pocket, just let them out now. <laughs> Patience. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, well, we were attacked by a giant worm. Uh, that's how we f fell down here to this level. We were we were inspecting some writing, which I assume was from your people, when uh, a worm attacked us and broke through the ground and we fell down here yes that marks border to our land great worm defending us as he mm. always does mm. ah i see okay so the worm is a protector until it eats us all <laughs> uh, i see that is the way okay. of things sure yeah okay <laughs> seems like sort of a Weird relationship you have with this worm, but, you know, who's to judge? The worm, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I guess what we need to do is we need uh, to find Dr. Bananakins and, and get back up to the surface. Mm -hmm. Yes, I will take you to him now. And um, reaching up towards the, uh, the stone circle, it um, certainly appears to be, you know, definitely some sort of temple to the Great Worm. Um, there are no statues of the Great Worm, but the pillars which hold up the circle are carved in the likeness of worms. Um, some, of the, uh, some of them bear carvings similar to the carvings you saw previously, uh, which now, as you look at the wiggles, certainly seem to be worm-like in their uh, composition. Har -har. Mm. <laughs> ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's all worms all the time. <laughs> you deprive a person of a giant worm once and they're like, nope, I will have all the worms. Yep. 
<laughs> you tell me there's no giant worm, I build, I build it into cannon. <laughs> I also just want to say, earlier I called these people Minox, and now I'm remembering that Minox are the bat-like things in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I didn't mean Minox, I meant the weird underground people from... The uh, Time Machine. The Time Machine, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think yeah. it was something similar to Minox. I can look it up. I'm going to have to look it up now. <laughs> uh, mer- Murlocs, aren't they? They're Murlocs. Murlocs. Maybe Murlocs. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Morlocks. Ah, so, Morlocks. That was close. Murlocs are the ones that live under the sea. Morlocks. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, High Priest Calabash leads you down... After you've reached the top of the stairs, he leads you down a, se- <laughs> a separate set of stairs. It's really awkwardly placed. <laughs> Uh-huh. into uh, what seems to be a um, more of a hospital area. There are some more of their uh, race in white robes, uh, not quite as fancy as his because he is high priest, he is uh, lesser priests, not quite as fancy uh, white robes, standing over Bilbo Bernanigans, who was lying unconscious in a bed. Bilbo! I rush to his side, open up one of my healing potions, and dribble it into his mouth. If he's unconscious. <laughs> if he's awake, this is going to be awkward. No, no, he, he's unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can I give him a healing potion? Uh, you certainly can. You're going to get some weird looks, but you've already had those today, so go for it. Yep. I'm so tan, it doesn't matter what I do at this point. That is seven <laughs> points of healing. Woo! Uh, Bilbo opens his eyes and goes, Where am I? (laughs) Uh, Bilbo, uh, we fell down a hole and into this underground ancient civilization. Um, And these these guys are pretty cool. So they were taking care of you uh, before we get back up to the surface. An underground civilization? Oh, man, the archaeologist is just, like, so excited right now. (laughs) (laughs) He squeaks excitedly. Uh, Yeah, don't get too excited. We kind of want to get the hell out of here. Um, No offense, guys. Uh, No offense. I I please. It's okay. The vast majority do not understand you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do we want to get out of here, though? Well, from what I understand... This place could be eaten by a giant worm whenever. They did say that. Yeah, but it's got some sweet timeshares. <laughs> You're not curious about what they do for fun here? I mean, we've got one person who worships the god of revelry and has encountered a civilization that does not know alcohol. We've got one person who mm-hmm. studies necromancy and I'm assuming is curious about the mysterious the arcane. What kind of magic do they use here? And then you've got Olive, who wants to know what they eat. (laughs) All right. These are all very good questions and things that I wish we had the time to study further. But I don't want to get eaten by a giant worm. All right, you can go back up top. But I feel like exploration is one of our core tenets. Smile. Is it? Yes, no, I I was swayed by those points, and I will be looking to see how these underground people party. Yeah! Uh, All right, well. So, okay, we were asked by the above-ground people to figure out how to stabilize the mining operations. 
And it seems like the giant worm is the issue with that. Mm. So if we can ingratiate ourselves with the people, we can figure out what the worm likes and dislikes. And then maybe we could get the worm to like exist outside of where they want to dig. And then everyone would be happy. Yeah. How do they keep it out of their town? We can put up whatever right? barrier like, they... Mm. That, that, that's the most FBK on brand for us, right? Is like create <laughs> peace between the people who hired us and the natives who are going to be displaced at least at some level because that's how expansion works. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good to know what if how this whole worm system works but i think we've got a pretty clear idea of how not to disturb the worm we just have to look for the borders that um our friends here were talking about yeah where but like if i we were in the place they were going to mine and all it took was me mm-hmm. banging a rock and going ah and then the worm showed up and tried to kill everyone <laughs> yeah if they're going to actually try to build a tunnel, that's going to be exponentially louder than what I did. So the question is, how do they prevent the worm, who exists very close to their lands, from coming in and killing them when they make noise? And can we utilize their well-designed, well-honed for generations intellectual heritage? And how can we make it, it beneficial for them? Yeah, use it for our or, culture. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we... D- d- what? You you said steal it, and I said made it beneficial for them. May- so- yeah. yeah, benefit from their aeons of research. We'll just take the end product and use it, too. Isn't that how colonialism works? Like, whatever they've figured out, you take it, you use it for yourself, and then you're like, look at this great thing. Uh, well, I mean... I'm trying to sk- I'm trying to skip that part and be skip like skip that part less colonialism more partnership. Yeah, I, I, I was I was going to say. Um, Ooh, okay, continue. There, there is there are certain um, empires throughout history to which colonialism wasn't necessarily the best option. Hmm. Hmm. Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's my pitch. Like. Greater political theory aside, uh, oh, okay. if if the gnomes want to expand underground, and these people, and this is purely from Tanger's point of view, these people underground don't have alcohol. Ah. What other things don't they have? Mutual beneficence. Yeah, we figure out, like, if they're making an underground train station, let's add a stop so at least they can get some more trade. They don't even, they have one guy who kind of speaks our language and then someone else who can speak in twitter ads so like (laughs) i'm not saying that we need that their culture needs outside influence but maybe they could at least drunk and again this is purely (laughs) tanager's point of view like yeah i mean think of all the foods that we could offer them bomble fruits you know they yeah, explode. And, and I'm sure, so well, I think we need to do a quick two steps. 
real quick, we need to do a, like, vacation all I ever wanted while we run around this town and see what their best, most entertaining things are, even yeah. if it's just, like, the mushroom dunk. <laughs> and, and then we'll be like, okay, this place is depressing as hell. We need to figure, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But um, We will introduce all of the best of our world to them. But we also need to figure out what the best of their world is, because they have a lot to offer as well. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah see, Nesgrax, see why we shouldn't leave right away. Think of all the great things they have to offer. Uh, I lean up to Nesgrax, and I'm like, also, they might have a brothel, so, like... That sounds good, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do some studying, maybe teach them about escalators, and... <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, excuse me. Um, at High Priest Calabash. Hashtag represent. <laughs> no. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> we are we're curious about your civilization and your culture, and uh, we'd like to maybe establish some mutual um, exchange of information and technology. That's very kind of you, but we have no need of service world, how you say, technology. This is coming from the guy who knows that there's hot singles in our area and knows about the 12 <laughs> things that you need to oh. add to your dorm room. Olive, he doesn't Olive, necessarily know what it means. He he know he he's seen it in your lingo and thinks that's what people say. Okay, how about the healing potion uh, that I just used to revive a person who was lying dying in their hospital? Olive, I have the best healing potion there is, and I pass him a flask of Scotch whiskey <laughs> <laughs> and be like, "Please, this is from the surface world." Yeah. But first. Um, I, I, I like as he's drinking it. I kind of quickly motion to my head and then to my heart, and I make a sad face. And then I put my finger at the corner of my mouth and pick it up into a smile. And then I motion for him to drink. <laughs> you are our most learned soul. <laughs> uh, take take he he, he, he takes a a, a short uh, swig um, just after sniffing it. Ah, <sighs> mm. uh, this. Tastes like the mushroom juice. Point me towards the mushroom juice, please. <laughs> well, all the mushroom, all the mushrooms here produce this juice. Does it make you feel this happy? Well, happiness is difficult concept to grasp. Oh Means my different God. things to different people. Quickly is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Whatever, mom. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Show me to one of your injured. I would like to heal them. Well, we we have our, our own healing facilities. They work absolutely fine. Who would turn down healing? Well, I mean, if they have a system that works, like if if we have never nothing to offer them, then our whole idea kind of breaks down. Olive but, holds you know. out her arm, and she takes out like she takes her hand and she puts it in her mouth and she bites down harder and harder until her mouth starts to drip blood. I'm doing a bite attack on my own hand, crushing and breaking my own bones and ripping through my own muscle with my teeth and I'm going to show him the hand that is like 
super busted up. And then I'm going to take out with my other hand a flask, uncork it, like use my mouth to pull the cork out of the jar, and then drink that potion and hold my hand up to him. And as the muscles re-knit and the bones straighten and the skin covers over it, I'm like, you don't think we have anything to trade with you? That was metal as hell, Olive. (laughs) 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 Ah, yes, we have that too. We were mostly in uh, examining your friend here when you came in. He was only here for about half an hour, or what I think is half an hour. Might be different to you. Olive takes out the air fryer that she obtained from extremely unusual magical events in the in the episode Trial and Error, sticks some of her rations in there, and gives him air-fried food because everyone here can agree that freshly fried food is one of the best things in life. I have some strong opinions about air fryers that I will talk about off-air. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they are good. They are not the yeah. Messiah return to Earth. Okay. That's true. <laughs> this is all I got. Oof. This is the last one I got. And if High Priest Calabash doesn't like it, then I'll move on. But all right. What's he think about fried food? What what sorts of point are you trying to make? That trade might benefit you because we have things to offer. We do not remember the reason we were forced underground. Do you even hold the secret on how to keep the worm from destroying your town, like, sacred? Like, are you cool with, like, just telling us how to keep the worm away? The worm defends the borders, keeps us safe. So what defines the borders? We trust in the worm, but we know that someday it will devour us all. Did you like the fried food? (laughs) It was a bit dry. <sighs> All right, fine. He doesn't want to trade with us. Okay, so Ivan, um, where is the best mushroom juice provider in town? I wish I could have like rolled for that or something. Like, it doesn't. All right, whatever. Yeah, mushroom juice provider. Yes, you can get mushroom juice. We have it at. Brian's Belt's Mushroom Juice Emporium. Okay, okay. I quietly go there, and once we have a table and a pitcher of mushroom juice, I, like, look at my party members, and I'm like, all right, I had a lot of theories before I got here and before I saw the name of this tavern. I think we go above above ground, and there's one thing, one thing I think we're overlooking... A secret clue since the very first moment of the, our adventure today. Uh-huh. Brian and his GD belts. Even underground, this guy has a connection. That's a good point, yeah. If anyone was going to get them to be able to, like... We gotta talk to this Brian guy, and then get him to tell these underground folk to change their borders so it includes wherever these guys need to... Dr- to you know, mine or create a tunnel. But I think the real guy behind this, the puppet master behind this whole thing is Brian of Brian's belts. Sure. Yeah. Let's investigate. Okay. I mean, that's my pitch. 
Nice sip on this mushroom juice. <laughs> what do you think, Nezzy? Uh, yeah, that's that's fine with me. I, I I mean, I'm pretty sure that they just know about Brian's belts from adverts that fell into their civilization, and Brian is probably not some puppet master. He's probably just a well-to-do entrepreneur. But yeah, sure, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, am let's I go getting... find this Brian guy. <laughs> No, no, potentially I'm getting too much into this. That is much more reasonable than my theory. I forgot the whole advertisements falling through the sewers thing. <laughs> I uh, pull out Pretty a little sure this pocket. entire civilization, yeah, it's, it's all about what they read in adverts and things. I pull out a pocketbook and mark off Brian Brian's belts from the list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so uh, well then I that was my one pitch I don't know how what these underground folk would like <laughs> I mean okay I again I don't want to maybe bring up Brian again but maybe if he came down they would think he's like a <laughs> godlike figure like oh I'm Brian <laughs> I guess they could yeah I don't know yeah I mean he wasn't too impressed with my belt though <laughs> You would have thought, like, if I was wearing a Brian's belt, he would have been like, Oh my god, an actual belt of Brian. You're touched by God. <laughs> and, that's very true. I know. mean, that's a beautiful belt. I'm super jealous. So, like, frankly, I'm I'm surprised people in the street aren't kneeling down and being like, Oh my god, that's such a cool belt. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure you mentioned it. You're not sure I mentioned it? He didn't mention it was a Brian's belt. Yeah, he did. Oh, I thought I did. Yeah. yeah. If I hadn't, I mention it now. So, uh, yeah, so I say, yeah, I, I have a Brian's belt. Um, the, the people overhearing you in, in the mushroom uh, juice bar are like, belt of Brian, belt of Brian, belt of Brian. <laughs> That's super creepy. Oh, no, it's getting creepy real quick. I don't know about this. <laughs> I say, that's right, a belt of Brian. It's beautiful. Feast your eyes. <laughs> They're all very impressed. Okay. How are we paying for this mushroom juice? I say to Nesgrax and Tanager. Oh, I rarely think about how I'm going to pay for a drink before I order one. It's, it seems to me like we, it's not, it's just, it's like, how would we pay for this apple from the apple orchard? It's just here. It's free. <laughs> That's what it seems to be like, right? I mean, at Priest Calabash? Okay, let, let's let's say he accompanied you to the mushroom bar. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was like an on-site, uh, like, franchise. <laughs> 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 They've got a mushroom juice bar brought to you by Brian's Belts. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> On site, yeah. It's like a little pop-up stand. So I'm drinking and I'm like, uh, wait, uh, is it made from belts? Or like... <laughs> no, it's just mushroom juice. We put signage on to make seem more impressive. Seems all the rage on surface, but I do not understand it. Oh, okay, wait, hold on. So then you care about what the surface thinks is cool. Touche. 
Because you know what's all the rage on the surface? Underground worm tunnels that are safe. What the what? The great worm keeps us safe from the outside. But if we... Okay, I don't want to press this too much. I'm just saying, perhaps if the worm could designate a, like a, a little bit of new space in your borders that perhaps was like... Like a reservation, you say? Yeah, a reservation for topsider culture. So instead of having wet old advertisements that fell through someone's sewer, they could come down here and you could actually have like... A strip mall, so to speak, oh where you could, like, yeah. shop, like, actual people, and it would just be, like, one specific area, where then perhaps, like, a gnomish society could be, like, well, we didn't get full tunnels in the whole area, but, like, we at least have a safe node that we can work from, and then you guys get, like, cool new advertisements, so not everything in your culture is belt-based. Have you heard of Boots? Olive takes out her pencil and paper and shows at High Priest Calabash, I'm sketching out stuff that you'd be interested in because you love reading our language. So you see a sketch, um, a very poorly drawn sketch of Nesgrax, Tanager, and myself wearing sunglasses, and I flip it to a new page. Uh, Olive, tell them about uh, that beetle fellow who makes the nice clothes for oh. us. Remember when we went to the ball? Enzo Aristroop. Enzo! I almost said Ernesto, but I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to tantalize. I'm sure Enzo would be down to, like, advertise down here. Oh, yeah. And he makes all sorts of accoutrement. Belts, outfits, and masks. I'll tell you what. We'll think about it. The idea sounds faintly problematic to me. But if the surface world has indeed, indeed changed then perhaps it's worth another go. There's... Okay. I'm going to be very direct. There are already people drilling down here, so the surface world is coming. So, like, unless you want there to be conflict, you need to be open to, like, change. So, I think the best course of action is to accept the surface world and, like, <laughs> not necessarily, like, trust that they have changed, but be strong enough in yourself that, like, these incomers, that you can deal with them and be like, no, you need to adapt to us. Like, we understand you need to come down here, you know? And, just like in the show Welcome to Demon School, Iramakun, which is very good. <laughs> I love that show. We have manga that we can share with you. We have books. Think <laughs> of all the things you can read. It's literally a story about this guy who, like, falls into hell. Whatever. He's in hell. And there's this demon who, like, collects manga, but she's missing, like, certain numbers of them. And, like, she doesn't know the endings. And so I can offer you the endings to all your favorite stories. Like, oh, what if a book series fell down? Like, he got the first Harry Potter book, but he didn't get the second Harry Potter book. And I'm like, do you want to know what happened in Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> and if we're... Talking about Welcome to Demon School, if there are tall, sexy fox ladies down here, you have to tell me right now. <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so what's his favorite books? Like, because I've probably read the more recent ones. I personally enjoy Brian's Belt Winter Catalog. <gasps> I've got the winter catalog from this year. It's up, it's up <laughs> there, though. This is absurd. 
Okay, Tanager would like to pull out an actual fashion magazine. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I'm sure he has some sort of, like, pocketbook. It, like, it's something old and, like, really worn, but, like, has a, like, wider variety of clothes than just belts. And I, I don't even really <laughs> say anything. He just hands it to her, and I'm like, just just look at this and tell me what you think. Oh, <laughs> There are many belt accessories. <laughs> are you, I'm sorry, just to clarify, are you calling like pants and shirts belt accessories? <laughs> Is it from the yes. belt out from this culture? Okay, okay. I respect that, and that's really cool. And in some personal tanager other media that he writes as like fanfic, uh, we'll definitely be taking that idea because that's very funny. Um,. But, like, yes, there's all this stuff out there, my guy. You could have it. And just a reservation that was your idea, all you gotta do is talk to your worm. I mean, the the worm is a god. Like, yeah, so you pray. Know. Do you not have priests? Do you not have priests in this culture? Um, look, you know my handle. <laughs> oh, they, okay. Oh, yes. Sorry. I totally, I spaced. I'm sorry. It's it's the mushroom it's juice. A, mushroom juice is very strong. Yeah. Are there areas <laughs> that the worm doesn't, like, murder everything in? Like, how do you keep it away from your homes? And Oh. Yeah. He says, is a symbiotic relationship. He protects us, but we know that one day he will devour us. He protects the borders, he protects our land, he protects us. But we know that we must give him our lives in payment sooner or later. Probably later. We've been here for thousands of years. Tanager is actively biting his tongue as a cleric to a, a god who does not believe in sacrifice or, like, hmm. any sort of blood payment. But he also, like, respects other people's cultures. But, like... Just, I, I hope his party members are enough would notice that he's, like, actively fighting the urge to be like, you're wrong and that's bad. Like, I think temptation is the best way to get to this priest. So what we do is we give him this fashion magazine and we give him, Olive is carrying around a, I forget what it is, a small figurine or something like that. It's one half of a communication device pair. Oh, no. What was it? Tanager, what was that? It was a... Uh, it's like a cute stuffed animal. Yeah, it's a cute stuffed animal, and it's one half of a communication device. And so I I take it out, and I, like, squeaky toy it, and I'm like, Michael? Uh, so you hear he's on a battlefield. He's like, ching, ching. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, what's up, Olive? What's going on? Oh, hey, Michael. Um, really enjoyed our date the other night. Uh... I'm going to leave. Suha, death to the blade. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm at work right now. What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to leave this um, communication device. We're on an adventure and we found an uncontacted civilization and we'd like to like stay in contact with them. So I'm going to give you my communication stone number and stay in contact with you that way. I'll be at the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall and I'm just going to leave this uh, stuffed animal with this high priest here. So if, if the high priest picks up the phone, that's just Calabash. He's cool. And I'll talk to you later. Uh, super cool. Do you want me to send down some missionaries? Hoo-cha! Wah-ha! Shoot! Face! 
yeah they need it all right but um i'll talk to you later uh <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it at the fire breathing kittens hall tuesday seven does that work for you uh i'll be there all right and i will be there and you see you, you can't tell but he makes the sound of launching off of high platform afraid <laughs> bye michael <laughs> see ya. I'm going to leave with High Priest Calabash one half of a communication pair of stuffed animals from our date on the boardwalk. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I don't I know this is your session, but uh, if I could pitch an idea, if High Priest Calabash could say maybe that that guy was real cool and handsome sounding. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll bite. <laughs> just just do it a bit. Oh, who who who's your friend? Sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's Michael. Um, he is an upworlder, and you can talk to him. Maybe he can arrange more fashion magazines if you're interested in that. Well, that's all I got. All right, guys. I think Nesgrax wants to head back. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, look, guys, these people have a cool thing going on, right? I think we just leave them to it. They seem pretty comfortable with this whole <laughs> worm destruction. Yeah. They're stuffed owl bears. I looked it up. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. A pair of stuffed owl bears that can cast message to one another. <laughs> so cute. Adorable. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, we, we know. That if these gnome people are going to be digging tunnels, they just need to avoid the ancient writing and they shouldn't have any worm trouble. So I think, you know, mystery solved. Let's uh, bada bing, bada boom out of here, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, Hi, Priest Calabash. We'd like to return to the surface now, if uh, you could point us in the right direction. Ah, yes. We can do. If you go back to where you fell in, then mm -hmm. we should be able to raise you up through something you may not have up there with all your technology. We call it fizzy fizzy boom move. <laughs> okay. We wave arms fizzy. and say words and things happen. Fizzy boom. You're going to make us drink too much beer and then we have to run to the bathroom? <laughs> no, that only <laughs> happen in real world. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it sounds like they're gonna willy wonka us out of out of here oh that sounds very fun i'm super down yeah some fizzy lifty drink i think you may call it um in your storybooks magic oh okay yeah we've got some magic as well but uh ah. I, I don't have anything that could bring us all the way up there i don't think so yeah that would be no. great Thanks. we 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 can do that for you However, okay, in, cool. I will say to let you pass the borders of the land, the Great Worm will allow you to leave. Does not like people coming into our lands, but to leave, you must present the Great Worm with an almighty gift. Oh, no. <laughs> you mean my belt, don't you? Your belt is magnificent. What is that? It's a Brian's belt. <laughs> it couldn't be. The almighty Brian Belt of Legend. Oh, no, Nesgrax, you can't give your belt. No, that's too much. Please, let me give my life. 
This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have this awesome belt. Fine. I've only had it a day. I haven't become emotional. I haven't named it, so <laughs> that's fine. I haven't Tanager become emotionally starts, attached to it. Tanager starts weeping and, like, holds on to Olive and screams, like, you animals! <laughs> I pat you on the head to comfort you. <laughs> Absolute barbarians! You would take a man's belt! <laughs> Doesn't have All to right. be belt, just almighty gift. Well, I mean, come on. What else do... Uh, look, th this is the only thing close to almighty-ish that we have right now. I would like to give the roughly gallon of alcohol that Tanager keeps on himself in various sources <laughs> up, and uh, I'm also going to pray to my god to bless it, to make it literally, like, almighty and sacred, and be like, this is not just giving somebody booze, but, like, this is imparting... Because we still intend on talking to the gnomes about settling this area. So, like, this is one culture's gift to another. And, like, we'll keep delivering this. And, you know, if this is enough, I think it's enough. <laughs> if it's not, well, I'm just going to run. <laughs> are, you, are you sure this is a good idea? I remember reading some book that once fell through the the system about a great land that once introduced a native population to this sort of thing fostered dependency mm -hmm. and addiction they had no mm. sounds no like a bad idea to, uh, alcohol. Uh, <laughs> i feel like that's not entirely accurate since you guys already have mushroom juice this is just better quality mushroom juice yeah, yeah, like, this isn't a naive population. They've got a bar for mushroom juice. <laughs> yeah, it's just you're drinking, like, swill, and we're like, oh, no, we actually can introduce you to, like, grain-based alcohol. <laughs> All right. Well, we will leave care packages. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give them this booze, and then we're gonna give regular care packages at the border of a book, but only the first one in the series. And some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and like... I really like the book idea. <laughs> I stole it. I stole it from Welcome to Demon School, Irimakun. <laughs> <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, with your chosen gifts in mind, it's hardly the three wise men, but what is? <laughs> oh, is it a gift each? Uh, well, wh whatever you think is almighty enough to... To warrant uh, passing on to giant worm protector of the underground. Hmm. The thing I tried to kill earlier. Maybe like some rations because it seemed hungry. <laughs> Honestly, my backup is just getting a like my plan C is getting a giant bird involved still. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> because like literally like it's like I understand their religion is like their thing. But there's ends with an Armageddon that is based around the thing they worship. That's true. Like, if if we were at the Jonestown, right? And we were like, hey, maybe we should interfere in your religion. It would be better for you. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, well, it's like they live in a cage with a wild animal. 
Yeah. And they're like, haha, yeah, it's crazy, right? One day this thing might kill us, but this is where we live. And it's like, well, move or get rid of the wild <laughs> <Move>. animal. <laughs> Just move. <laughs> you know, it's funny. There's actually something sort of comforting about it because if you like we live in a normal society where we could be wiped out by any number of things but they know what they're going to be wiped out from and they accept it so i don't know it's kind of nice they sort of just they don't have to worry about all these other things they just kind of know like oh that worm that protects us is gonna eat us one day when you raise your children there and the children don't have the option of where they grow up the question is, is it ethical to is it ethical to let Amish people not send their kids to school? Right. Is it ethical to let these people decide that their children are going to get killed by this giant worm and to have no way out? Right. Like it's fine for them to choose that for themselves, but they're choosing it for everybody. And there's absolutely no escape from it for any any individual in this society at all. Well, no, not not technically. Right now we are testing the escape mechanism. Right. Let's test that out. Because all you have to do to... Yeah, all you have to do to leave is give something like a sacred gift. Yeah. If we give something that's meaningful to ourselves and this worm is like, not enough, then it's like, well, yeah, there is no escape vector for them. Yeah. I mean, have you ever met any of these above world? No. Uh, well, I mean, I've met a number of people who trap people in situations, but not often are they. They're more of a metaphorical giant worm and less of a literal giant worm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so the plan is we offer something of value to the worm, we get out, we tell the gnomes that the society exists, and then weekly care packages and instructions on how to escape for all of those unwilling to be here. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think if, from a purely adventure standpoint, maybe we should test the escape vector until we find out what it is. Yeah. So that way we can be like, hey, if you want to get out, he actually likes this specific plant from this cave or something like that, you know? <laughs> yep. All right, let's do it. Let's escape from here. I've got my most precious item is my air fryer. Gosh, darn it. So I guess that's what it's going to take. <laughs> Literally... Non-ironically, my most precious item, and I think the thing most valuable to their society, is high-quality alcohol. <laughs> All right, so we've got one belt, one gallon of mm -hmm. alcohol, and one air mm -hmm. fryer, and we're ready to leave. We've got yeah. a uh, housewife's good evening, a good book, and some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining there are some bath salts in there as well, just to... <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a lavender scented bath bomb, and then just like a real real fuzzy towel for when you get out. Okay, you make your way back over, um, accompanied by a couple of priests, over towards the area you fell in through the ceiling. They form a a circle around you, start chanting and holding their arms out, and a. Um, Faint blue light encompasses all of you as you slowly, with your gifts, begin to rise into the air and through the hole you came across. Now, just before this all happened, oh. Oh. Um, High Priest Calabash just gave you um, instructions about what to do with your gifts. Namely, um, as you get towards the border line, you 
simply place your gifts on the line itself and walk ac- then you then only then can you walk across then if your gift is suitably almighty then you will be allowed to leave sounds good okay so, uh, as you rise through the floor you land safely on the upper um levels back in the tunnel where you originally fell off well not really fell off really as is you <laughs> crashed through the floor yeah but you're back in that original tunnel um tanager's just going to take a moment like we put the stuff on the line and before we step over i'm like is everyone like sure about what we're doing i, I don't want to put anyone in danger right now like we're really taking a guess and if we're about to get gacked by a giant worm you know like honestly like if it comes at me i'm gonna straight up murder it so i hope it does like i'm gonna set this air fryer down and step over this line and hope that i have an excuse to kill it tanager finds absolute comfort in that statement and it's just like (laughs) all fears have been like dissolved yes sorry sorry i just had a moment we're good (laughs) (laughs) okay um you all place your gifts um on the boundary line and i'm i I reckon you would probably hold hands it sounds like that sort of thing you'd Mm. all all step Mm. over together and you step over the boundary line you are allowed to pass by the great worm above praise be brought to you by brian's belt (laughs) uh that gives me comfort in like not only in our safety but like Anybody who wants to leave that community does have to just give something that they believe in. So, like, that's kind of cool that they do have, like, an escape mechanism. Eh, at High Priest Calabash never said they let any of their people leave, so... (laughs) Tanager might follow up in his off time, but uh, I think we should go back to the gnomes, because Tanager's whole idea is this thing seemed to also be directly attracted to small noise. So I'm uh, uh, sure... Th- I just have one question before we move on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bananigans, what did you leave at the line? Oh, yeah. Um, for that, I would like to rewind about an hour. Ooh. Um, so this this can also uh, take place in the mushroom juice bar. Uh, he's there with you. Um, and what, once you've finished discussing your uh, plans for providing gifts um he pipes up and goes let me just get the voice back again (laughs) (laughs) uh he says oh when you go i i would like to stay oh i have spent so much of my time looking for places like this and all of a sudden i found one i mean who gets to discover a place where people have been living for thousands of years like, kind yeah. of a lot of adventures. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. Um, it's okay. If you, uh, do you, you have a way to get <laughs> up, right? Like, you feel comfortable here and, like, you won't be trapped? Well, no, I know how to get back up again if I need to. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Well, as long as you're safe and you uh, feel confident in your decisions, like, yeah, I fully support your actions. I mean, I I know there's a lot they can teach us. I mean... No, I don't agree with that. 
Uh, yeah, all right. Um, do you have any messages for people in the above world that you'd like us to pass on for you, Bananigans? Um, yeah. Tell my wife and children. <laughs> We've got the communicator bear, right? Should be okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the owl bear. Oh, yeah, they do have the communicator bear. They're fine. Good point. Yeah, yeah. And Michael said he would send down some, like, missionaries and stuff, so, like... Yeah, yeah. alright. But I will say, before you go, thank you for not making fun of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, is like, why would... What is even potentially funny about your voice? That's just what you sound like. Someone would have to be really rude to, like, point out what someone's voice sounds like and make fun of them for it. You know who my boss Agreed. is. <laughs> I think we're the most tolerant colonizers ever. <laughs> well, we kind of like showed up, asked like, hey, you guys seem to like a lot of what colonization brings. Do you want to be colonized? And they're like, no, we're cool. And we're like, okay, well, a bunch of rich people are still going to colonize <laughs> you. And they're like, well, we have a giant worm that's going to kill us and kill them as well. And we're like, that sounds absolutely insane. <laughs> no, that's yeah. what we believe. Well, we don't want to change your beliefs, so okay. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Yep. So yeah, I guess if that's what tolerant colonization is. Yep. <laughs> oh goodness, I feel I rarely feel guilty, but it's like I'm clocking like twenty three percent guilt when normally I'm about a four or five. Oh. <laughs> and Tanger has murdered. Oh. <laughs> Olive never has. <clears throat> never ever. <laughs> I, I changed her still thinking about why she was weird about hunting chickens in the grotto oh. <laughs> um, just the way it was like we'll so, send someone to clean up the blood and I was like nah <laughs> uh, well there, so a lot of us have hobbies in which a janitor should come by afterwards uh, I'll put it that way there's nobody's fault and if anything we employ a nice, friendly janitor. <laughs> oh, man. So why did this guy abandon us and stay here with these other people again? Oh, Who yeah. knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have. Uh, yeah, I totally understand, Bananigans. Um, and here is this stuffed owl bear for you if you would like to say goodbye to your family uh, in the future. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, Bananigans. Oh, yeah, you laughed at my name. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm sorry. I, I extend my hand to shake his hand. Uh, he he reaches high above his head to shake it. <laughs> it's I, okay. I give, him a, I give him a gentle shake, I say. Dr. Bananigans, you're a good man. Thank you for your help. You're, and good luck. Good luck to you too. I'm sorry, I seem to have forgotten your name. It's rather embarrassing. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> Everyone forgets my name. Oh my god, Bananigans, are you serious? You think just because you have the most interesting name in the room, you don't have to remember other people's names? <laughs> oh. I'm seriously thinking Nesgrax is going to call his next character Bob. Just so that everyone 
It's Brian. <laughs> no, as soon as we're out of earshot, Tanninger just goes, Thank you for not making fun of my name. And then... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do it until he forget Nez cracks his name. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Olive ushers everybody. Oh yeah, that's how we left the mushroom bar. That's how Olive pushed both of you out of the door. <laughs> okay, we went up the magic anti waterfall, and then now we're in the tunnel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minus one magical air fryer that was the only kind, only air fryer, only one of its kind in the world. <laughs> this. This has really removed all of my loot, this adventure. <laughs> AF fryers are not that cool, Olive, honestly. <laughs> like, it's just a convection oven that can be on your counter. If you have, that's, like, that's it. Yeah. a basic level of knowledge of how to use an oven, it's the exact same thing. They just thought it really clever. It doesn't fry anything. It really doesn't fry anything. So These are all good points. We'll just be ranting about why air fryers aren't as cool as why everyone says. He's but like, it preheats really quickly. Oh, oh no, my now god. A oh, okay. So you need it in a rush? Like you don't know when yes. you're hungry? Like it just comes on you like a like a <laughs> winter snap. I, I am not a man who uses profanity, but I can feel my tongue getting hot. <laughs> We're saying this as we walk down the tunnel after having re-entered the DGS territory. Yes. Yeah, we're just having <laughs> a friendly... Like, Tanager is not mad by any metric, but... <laughs> okay. I just, like, a lot of people talk about them a lot. Yes. And it's just like, oh, okay. I mean, and I use one, but I don't need to talk about it all the time. I never you know, will again, because like, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tandra will definitely buy an air fryer on the way home. There, literally, that was the only one in the universe. Okay, well, I'm telling I will... you, Tanager, you get a cauliflower, <laughs> you chop it up, you cover it in sunflower oil, okay? okay? Then you cover it in paprika, and then some salt. All right, I like Put it, it so in far. 15 minutes at 180. At 180, that 180C, seems real low. 180C. For how long? 180 centigrade. So that's like, what, 350? Yep. Fahrenheit. Oh, do that 15 minutes. I forgot you're from okay. the uh, eastern half of Nicomoy. That's right. <laughs> so you use a different right. number than I do. do that. Take that out, taste one of those, and tell me if you would ever go back to eating, I don't know what, boiled cauliflower or oh, something. Oh, no. So here's my whole thing, Nezgrax. Could you not do the same thing with an oven? Without it bragging. wouldn't be as crispy. It, oh, it wouldn't okay. be as crispy. It wouldn't be as crispy. It wouldn't crisp up correctly. Okay, well, I guess I'll just have to use two, and then I'll get back at you next time we have an adventure, okay? Sounds good. I mean, I, and look, again, I'm getting Let's real... Let's have a cauliflower off. I'm getting real spicy, but I love the recipe, and it sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Olive looks forward to tasting both cauliflowers. <laughs> And I'm legitimate in all senses of the universe. Is go? I'm I'm going to do this. <laughs> Her DM <laughs> is so angry right now. <laughs> oh, did you, uh, did you not budget your time for cauliflower recipes? <laughs> I feel so much like a teacher right now. <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting here. It's like it's your own time. You're wasting. The bell is for me, not for you. <laughs> 
Uh, sorry, Mr. God Cloud. <laughs> For me and my games are always God Clouds, like from the Lion King. God Cloud. Yeah, it's like Simba. <laughs> Let's get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I, li- I like the conversations. It's it's like in like in Dragon Age where you're just wandering through and they randomly start talking. It's like, <sighs> uh, okay, half court <laughs> shot. My next character next season is going to be a cook and will involve one recipe per session. <gasps> yes. Like how I like bards have to sing. I will make a cook that yeah. has to legitimately make a dish. Ooh, that's that's <laughs> really cool. Approved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Stick around, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> for next year. Yeah, for yeah, a full ten months from now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You make your way back through the tunnel towards DGS headquarters. As you eventually draw closer, you start to hear noises growing louder all the time. It's only when the smell of smoke hits your nostrils that you realise the noise is panicked shouting. Oh no, the worm attacked the DGS! As you round a bend in the tunnel, you come across the burning wreckage of the Department of Gnomeland Security Headquarters. Uh, the mangled remains of the GTS, that's the pneumatic tube system, lie scattered throughout the area, while large chunks of rock fall from the cavern roof. Gnomes are running around trying to douse fires and evacuate the area. Detective Inspector Devito is stood on top of a wrecked transport capsule, shouting orders and dodging debris. Bendix, his um, overworld liaison, is stood beside him, conjuring a magical shield to protect from any falling debris. As you uh, round the bend, he spots you and shouts, Hey, you, come help! Uh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna... Go towards the magic shield. Olive follows. Tanager as well, but like much sexier than the rest. Okay, well, uh, walking over towards the sh- um, the shielded area, um, Derito, uh Serge, ah, yeah, says they found us. I, I I don't know how, but they found us. The HHO. <gasps> but that's we need to evacuate now. We're trying to get people out, but. As you can see, it's, well, it's only a matter of time before this whole place goes down. Oh no. Oh no. Nesgrax, take this gold ball gown. Quickly. Okay. We must disguise you. Yeah. You can't be found here, Nesgrax. Oh, okay. Yeah, good idea. Okay, I put on the gold ball gown. <laughs> For the second time in a session, Tanager is deeply jealous of Nesgrax. <laughs> <laughs> I spin around like I'm in The Sound of Music. Okay, you didn't have to spin. Myself. You already put the costume on. Like, <laughs> you, we get it. You look beautiful. <laughs> I use my white half-robe Jedi-style battle sarong to tie a fabric covering around your head as if, like, like not a full turban, but, like, you know, a nice lady's hat for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. After a shower, when a lady's got a towel on her head, sure, you've got that. So it looks like you're a lady with a towel on her head with a gold ball gown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I don't own any lipstick, but there's no reason why I wouldn't own any lipstick and not include them in my set of traveler's clothes. So I put some lipstick on you. 
There we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tanager started uh. to take out multiple sets of lipstick, but then like nervously put them all away. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, no, no. Okay. leaves that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well, well, I just have a. I I only have winter shades on me right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, good. All right, because yeah, if they found you here, they would have killed you, and your uncle. So, whew. Uh, okay. Uh, I can use calm emotions, and try to get everybody to just chill out if we're just trying to make a quick exit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Devito, uh, how are we going to get out of here? Where are the exits? Well, at the moment, the only exit is the the pub shoot. Um, and uh, at this point, you can see uh, the gnomes are following um, procedure and evacuating towards that area uh, with the, the squat team uh, ushering gnomes as they as they go to, you know, form an orderly queue and to not push or, you know shove because that just so, makes things more difficult wait what's the exit a so, pub shoot the pub shoot the, you, the pub shoot you know the, 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 the oh. chairs that go back up into the hanging thread but isn't that where the hho are attacking from out 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 of character uh no it's something something else it's not really a, a full frontal attack if you get my drift how'd they get in here from okay. like where's the hho coming from somewhere <laughs> somewhere just, much just, else <laughs> I look around the room. Can I do a perception check? Where are the HHO members? And where are they coming from? You don't... It, it's not a full frontal attack. You don't see any. You just see the result. Gotcha. What is the result? So, uh, I, I, I mentioned earlier, as, uh, as you round the bend in the tunnel, you come across the burning wreckage of the DGS right. headquarters. Yeah. Ev- everything is all mangled and destroying. Everything's falling apart. It's just on fire so everything's on fire okay. and falling down and ooh, they might have already descended down from another angle and they're like already in yeah they might have came from the sky so it's just that your town's on fire the the entire cavern is collapsing tanager make them real calm and make them come back with us to the underworld because they're gonna yeah. they're gonna rush out into an ambush and all get slaughtered the moment they exit that pinhole exit. They're all gonna die. Oh, they it. may not make it out in time, even. Yeah. So yeah. Because one way to kill a lot of people is to force them all through a narrow exit and like mow them down as they leave. <laughs> Olive has mentioned this a number of times. How dangerous a single exit <laughs> is in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Fires kill a lot of people. Yeah. So. Everyone, let's go back to the... What are they called? We didn't get a name for their society. The Calabashians. <laughs> so I can do a 20-foot radius spear, sphere where everybody has to make a charisma saving throw against my... Uh, oh, actually, my casting mod hasn't gone up for being cleric. I just got more handsome. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I play the character, not the meta. Um, so uh, everybody in a 20-foot radius sphere, and I'm trying to hit the maximum number of people as possible, especially anybody particularly panicky or in a high combat area. So anybody who's kind of on the outskirts and is just like a little bit freaked out, I'm like, you can figure it out if you chill a little bit people like in a fire with a sword at their neck like i'm making mm. sure to calm them down first so like the two people are like 
oh what's up bro actually um maybe we should just like get out of here this is like wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i assist you by doing um carry injured people yeah 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 so just get some get some ancillary people out so i can condense my spell there you go all right I'm helping all I can. I have 180 pounds max carrying, so that's like three gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That probably looks super cute. Um, we'll also say that um, in this, uh, in the time, you know, the emergency's been going on, um, they've uncovered a, an old, um, like, like emergency, emergency exit, like a, a ladder up to a different part of the surface. So they can now go oh, through okay. two separate. You still shouldn't do Thanks. that. You're in an attack. You're being like, no offense, <laughs> but that's a dumb idea. <laughs> well, okay. Tanager <laughs> yells at Olive like, Olive, you're being very picky right now. We're in an emergency situation. <laughs> Carry the gnomes. Carrying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying. I dash off over there with the gnomes. I'm just trying to get him back in that tunnel. Go fall down that hole. You'll probably live. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I, I so so. Um, I I should mention I, just just to um, doubly clarify, it's not like a full frontal official attack. It's more like a bomb's gone off. Right. Uh-huh. Uh Chaos has been spread. But how did they know it was the HHO? Well, because when the bomb went off, it the smoke made the letters HHO. <laughs> 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 yeah, it came into the letters. It was like a firework. So just to also, so um, not knowing how many people are down here and trying to escape, does it look like with these two exits that are available, the the pub chute and this ladder up to the surface, that everybody's going to get out in time? Um, or do we need a plan B, which is to go into the, uh, into the cave and, and go down into the new civilization that we discovered? Well, initially, I'd planned this for a skill challenge to help everyone get out, but ah. we're running oh, okay, a little bit you. short on time at the moment, so I will just ask for one positive action from each of you to help them get to safety. We mm-hmm. um, we don't need to worry too much about like the the actual practicalities of um, you know <laughs> the the bottleneck attack situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just get people out. Gotcha. Sure. Uh, cool. So I'll go first. I would like to attempt to make a uh, persuasion check to try to keep the flow of uh, like everything orderly. And if I can use that in conjunction with my calm emotions, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you I'm can just like um, trying to generally you, prevent a panic yeah. from happening while everyone's yeah, escaping. yeah. You can um, help help the the squat members who are directing traffic just to keep everyone as calm as possible because panicking in this sorts in this situation doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. So give me a roll on that. Let's see how oh, uh, how you do. Okay. So uh, respectable sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hardly your <laughs> area of expertise. I'm better one pretty, on yeah. one. <laughs> but you are still wearing your hard hat, so people respect you. <laughs> mm, good. 
Uh, yeah, that that's my attempt at just trying to keep an orderly fashion while everyone's leaving. And, uh, Lovely. If I could cast Mirror Image one more time, just so there's multiple versions of me, all trying to direct traffic around different parts around the yeah. cavern. Nice. How about you other two? How are you helping things out? Uh, I have an idea. Um, I'm not sure how this would work, though. Maybe you guys could help. Like, if I cast, if I were to cast Levitate on one of the gnomes, would he be able to, like, would, like, a bunch of other gnomes be able to grab onto him until they reach, like, just below 500 pounds, and then he levitates them all up to the escape? Or would that drag one of, would they all drag him down? I think if you put a load of gnomes onto a, 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 you know, a certain surface, like a table, you lift the table up, uh-huh. Uh-huh. as long as that's underneath okay. 500 pounds in total, then I reckon that would work, yeah. Okay, well, I want to do that. So if there's like a piece of like metal from one of the buildings or something like that, yeah, I want to get as many as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's going to be like some... Yeah, <laughs> lift you yeah. You, have like, you have like a Jack from Titanic scene where one doesn't fit and they're like holding onto their arms. <laughs> and all the other gnomes are like, yeah. "Oh, that gnome could have fit on that." I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so roll me as if you're rolling a spell attack. Okay, I don't know what I would roll for. What would I, what would I roll? Would I roll a a d twenty yeah, and then you add. Oh, plus my modifier. Yeah, so this is actually modern. a 24. 24. You, you managed to lift a lot of them because they, they could all... Like, gnome, it, it's something that's probably not covered in a lot of the law books, but gnomes tessellate very well. <laughs> <laughs> They're slightly hexagonal in shape. So they, you can really they, stack they form strong so they, grids. They, <laughs> they stack really nicely. Yeah. It's really pleasing. In a fridge. It's like honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honey gnome. <laughs> Honey. Hey, you knew what you were going to get. <laughs> All right, Olive, um, you um, previously said you were uh, just carrying, like, <laughs> carrying gnome strong. You can do. Yeah. Uh, one of the best ways to be of assistance in a rescue situation is to be able to lift objects off of trapped people. So I rolled a perception yeah. check. And I'm going to try to spot trapped people. Uh, so that was a five on the dice. Plus a five for perception means that I probably don't spot all of the trapped people. And I then escort them with my 180 pound max carrying capacity to the tunnel that I know is safe and not being attacked. Because there's quite a lot of space between where the worm was and their and their borderland and where the DGS was. So I know that that intermediate tunnel is not staffed with HHO murder armies. So I take some of the trapped people, but probably not very many, <laughs> to that <laughs> tunnel. And I say, hide here. We'll come back for you when there's not murder. <laughs> okay. Right. Once all that happens, every, every the evacuation effort seems to be going pretty well. Um, however, um, as the last vestiges of the gnomes scurry up um, the pipe, the 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 pub chute i really need to have a better name for that and the emergency emergency ladder and the the table full of tessellating gnomes uh, raises up through the ceiling one enormous 
chunk of ceiling starts to crash down towards the centre, towards um, your three selves, Devito and also Bendix. So seemingly at the last moment, uh, Bendix lowers the shield, grabs Devito, rushes forward, grabs the three of you in a kind of a chain. What? <laughs> wave, waves his arms. Uh, mu- well, not really mutters. He, he's going to shout some arcane spells. Uh, Tanager is also very proficient with rope for a number of reasons, so he could probably quick bind a number of people together if he had to. I I, I don't think we really need to right now. <laughs> um, he shouts arcane words, and your vision starts to go blurry as the teleportation magic takes effect, and your vision sl- wipes upwards... I, I'm not quite sure what teleportation would look from the inside, but I think it's like a TV wipe where it's like straight up. Mm-hmm. So, whoop. Mm-hmm. And you find yourselves on the outskirts of Nicomoy, um, on the inside. Not quite sure what borders uh, Nicomoy, but let's say it's some woodland. You know how it works. Yeah. There's woodland when, <laughs> when you need there to be woodland. Um, you, you land the five of you, um, and uh, you see uh, Devito doubling over like as if he wants to be sick because it's been a long day and he says oh god they found us oh, i don't know how they found us oh, i mean why now um and then it's at this point uh bendix notices nesgrax's belt he walks over to you and goes wait he doesn't have it anymore i thought he did i thought he he kept it in place of the the book the booze and the friar Oh, yeah, no, oh that, I thought I thought I was. Yeah, I thought I gave it away, but but that's fine. Let's say I'm wearing it. That's great. But didn't we leave it so that you could leave? <laughs> well, the... I, I I'm not sure. We'll have to listen back. But I I remember Tanger was directly opposed to the idea of Tan- of uh, Nesgrax leaving such a piece of beautiful jewelry behind. That's why he jumped into the whole leaving alcohol thing. Okay. So. Like, I don't know, I guess it's up to the DM to decide, like, was me leaving some blessed booze enough for two people, or would Nesgrax have to also leave his belt for his own personal thing? Because I know Nesgrax didn't explicitly leave anything, like, when we were dealing with well, the, my, like, uh, my, me- my memory of it was uh, the the booze, the book, and the air fryer, which is three gifts. Let's go with that. I, I I have a feeling, that, I don't care. I, I feel like this is an important piece of the plot that we need no, to listen Nesgrax, to. No, Nesgrax, so it's the belt. <laughs> let's see. Uh. Let's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. Ne- Tanager is yeah. visibly I'm, I'm more I, emotional than Nesgrax is, as this belt is revealed I'm, as something <laughs> de- devious. How I'm, could a belt betray no, us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I have my belt still. <laughs> Go ahead, Bendix. It, it's at this point uh, Bendix notices the belt Nesgrax is wearing. He wa- he walks over to you. Go. Where did you get that, Nesgrax? Uh, it was sent to me. My my uncle sent it to me in a care package. It was a gift. Uh, this is it. This is this is what did it. You know. What? What are you talking about? Uh, well, we didn't know for sure until now, but we 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 were suspecting that. That Brian's belts was secretly a front for the HHO, and this is 
I knew this it. is the evidence we need. I knew oh, Brian's no. belt was suspended. I led right to you. You were sent this recently, weren't you? Uh, today. Exactly. They... <sighs> Nesgrax, what did, what did you do? Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. I, 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 it was just a gift. I, I thought it was for all my good works that I've been doing, that the HHO thought what? that I was doing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm acting as a double agent. Oh. I'm part of the HHO. Nesgrax, don't say you're I'm... double agent. That's not what double agents are supposed to say. <laughs> I wonder why it didn't work out for you, Nesgrax. <laughs> I'm a double agent for the RFC, but I don't go around telling. Oh no. <laughs> you've been you've been feeding them information, haven't you? Yes. You know they have ways of checking it, right? They've been looking yeah, for I've us forever, them. and they they sent you this knowing that you'd eventually come to find us. Oh no, you're right. You're right. They they didn't trust me. It's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, oh, of course I, didn't. I'm so sorry. I should have seen it. <sighs> We've got there's so much work we've got to uh, sort out now. Uh. Nesgrax, don't feel bad. If I had a dime for every time I wore too beautiful of a belt, I would have upwards <laughs> of four dimes. Thank you. Thank you, Tanager. Uh, does it... Uh, no. I appreciate the sentiment, All but of the people it's gonna take me. died and were injured... In the results of you wearing a belt, that is in no way your fault. And the people's families who have to deal with the fallout, that is not something you should ever have to think about. Thank, thank you again, Tanager. No, don't. Of the sentiments. <laughs> he begins to launch into another non-supportive tirade about how he shouldn't have to feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, no, and gonna, the grandchildren who will never be born. <laughs> oh, no. God. That's that not a... your fault. It's the fault of the belt. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And the great... Gra- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bendix, what do we do? How do we get back at them? Uh, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe it's partially our fault. Maybe we just got too noisy. We got too big. Well, we could use that to our advantage. I think maybe right now we've just got to, forgive the wordplay, but we've got to head underground and start small. But but this isn't just professional anymore. This is personal. But you know, It was always personal for me. Yeah, now well, it was personal for me too, but, but this is just getting insane. Anyway, um, maybe, maybe we get lucky. Maybe the HHO will think you're dead. We could use this to our advantage. Yeah. Did, uh, when you got sent the belt, did this, did it uh, come with anything like a note or some explanation of... Oh, no. What it was for? A a note from my uncle, yes. I I, I have it it. here. Hmm. Here you go. He he, he looks at the note. Hmm. Do you have any evidence that this was, in fact, from your uncle? Hmm. No, it, I, I, the wax seal on it was... I take uh, out the wax seal. <laughs> Keeping this was... Yes. Yeah, just sorry, like, sorry, just so, so excited. Just Keep like going. Taskmaster, that show we've all seen. <laughs> I mean, you really should. It's awesome. 
<laughs> Brought to you by Brian's Belts. Uh, wait, quick pitch. Uh, it also came with that note from Beans, who was like very directly like, hey, there's a giant worm. Like, maybe we also put mm. Beans on the suspect list. Yeah, nobody really <laughs> trusts Beans. <laughs> I mean, I understand a lot of people think Beans is cool, but I do not have a relationship with Beans, and... No, like, seriously, like, one time he was like, hey, you guys, head towards the exit in this museum heist, and Nesgrax was like, I don't trust you, Beans. <laughs> Nobody yeah. trusts Beans. Exactly. Um, so is this no. the seal that your uncle uses? Inspect it closely, Nesgrax. Only you would know. I inspect it. Uh, roll investigation. Uh, okay. Oh, natural 20. Whoa, okay. clutch. You always pull these out, like, at the best times. I know. Right at the end when it counts, yeah. Okay, you've seen your family crest thousands of times. You know, you could identify it in the dark. And while this is a good copy, it is in fact a copy and not the real thing. (gasps) It's a forgery. Someone sent me this belt to make it seem like it was from my uncle. That means my uncle still doesn't know. He's not the one who's was suspicious of me. Maybe they've got to him too. Oh no. My uncle has been Maybe they uh, they figured they figured out you're a double agent and they traced it back to the person who brought you to them. That makes a lot of sense. Oh God. Okay. Nah, don't worry. If they had him they probably would have not bothered making a copy of the seal and just used his, so I'm pretty sure he's fine. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That does track. Occam's razor. Yeah. Why bother making a super complicated forgery when you could just be like that dude's unconscious, picks up seal. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's probably Good fine. Point. <laughs> but I don't uh, know that. I don't know anything, but I'm just like, can I have that back? <laughs> and then I put it yeah. back into my pocket. <laughs> mm, yes, taskmaster. <laughs> we we need a way, Ventix. We need to climbed the ladder of this organization. It started with my uncle, but I haven't made it to the next rung yet. I don't have any contacts. I don't know who is above him. You've been burned. No, and yeah, I mean, let's, let's face burned. it. If they've if they've come after you, then you yeah you've you've been burned. You're out. Yeah. So I'd say just yeah. stay low. We'll try and ascertain your uncle's situation. Try not to make too much noise in the meantime. Especially not in that tunnel. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and. And I'll I'll be in touch. Uh, I mean, Nesgrax might have been burned, but what about Zegzrag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zegzrag bars. Oh yeah, you're in a dress right now. Yes, the beautiful, you're in a dress the wearing sultry, lipstick, loud right? singer. <laughs> <laughs> Bendix, there's. I have an idea. I don't like it, but. It's the only thing that makes sense. You're going to sleep your way to the top. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to... Don't worry, I'll be there next to you every step of the way. I I would have done that, but I've been trying to do that for a while now, and I haven't gotten anywhere. So what I'm going to do, I think the best thing for me to do is to hide out in the civilization that we discovered underground. No, they suck. No, Nesgrax, no, they suck so much. Don't do it. I know. I know. That's why I said I didn't like it. 
I'll send you book two and three and four. It's the only place I'll be safe. As long as we can communicate with each other. When you find something, then you call me out of there and I'll be able to come back and, and, uh, and we'll take up our crusade against the HHO again. Sounds good to me, old friend. Please just dress in a gown and be a loud singer. It makes so much more sense. It's so much more reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Oh, a character death, but in a different way. We're just, we're going to have to, we all need to make sacrifices if we're going to figure out what the HHO stands for. Tear, like, just like holding back, sobbing, Tanager was like, no, sacrifices for other people. Nice, Grax. We're too beautiful for that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, No, I respect your choice. I I appreciate it, Tanager. Showing too much emotion. I'm sorry. Olive takes her scaled hand and she sets it on your shoulder and she says, I'll miss you. I'll miss you too, Olive. Oh. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I can always conjure Olive Jr. <laughs> my, my lizard familiar. Oh, too. little Olive Jr. I love her so Keep much more company. than all of you. <laughs> Hold me mm. closer, Nesgrax Scaraboosh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if if you're if you're good to go, Nesgrax, I can take you there now. We have quite a lot to talk about while we're there, I think. Oh, hey, there's some people in the tunnel. Just like let them go out the normal way. Bye. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll sort that out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for helping. But... All right, Bendix. Yeah, let's uh, let's head down. Okay. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy. Tell everyone I died, but um, you know, bravely. Of course, oh. you were protecting gnomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll send a note to the community college so you don't get thrown off the course. Oh, that's we'll, right. We'll get oh. extenuating circumstances. Got, no, Nesgrax, <laughs> I will disguise self <laughs> for every one of your midterms. I won't do finals, but I'll do midterms. <laughs> you got to find someone else for that stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh God. Okay. Yeah, just go with it. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Bendix holds out his hand for you. For me to hold his hand? Yes. Oh, because he's going to transport. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was just like <laughs> we were going to walk off into the sunset holding hands. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I take his hand. Oh. Uh, you, you, t- you take his hand, he mutters the same incantations, and you both disappear in a flash of light. Mm. Thank you. All so much for joining us on this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Joining us were Tanninger. Hold me closer, Nizcrack Scare. <laughs> Just kidding, it's Tanninger. I'm the most important. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> Olive? <laughs> good night. I love you guys. <laughs> and on an adventure filled with mushrooms and advertising... It's Nesgrax. I'll see you at the crossroads so you won't be lonely. Oh, no. See you at the crossroads so you won't be lonely. Oh, no. I miss my Uncle Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody anybody tell me why we die? We die. I don't want to die. See you at the crossroads. Okay, it. we'll do this all night. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Richard J. Hanna, and I host Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And when you finished, and only when you finished the last episode of Fire Breathing Kittens, drop in on us. We play music, dedications, we do competitions. You can find us on iHeart, on Spotify, and most good podcasters. Here comes the big deep voiceover. News, views, music, and interviews with Richard J. Hanna on Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Too much? Listen, you're talking about fire-breathing kittens. I love these guys. Their bodies have collapsed, but their souls still burn. (laughs) Are you recording this? Yes, I'm recording everything. OtakuGeneration.net. Getting in touch with your inner otaku every Wednesday. Rules of the Arena podcast is a show featuring small business owners, musicians, athletes, artists, authors, organizations, and other guests with great stories to share. Join Gordon, Grandpa Ben, and Casey with guests as they share the highs, the lows, and the hard work their guests have put into their crafts. Rules of the Arena. It's not the critic who counts. Do you like D&D? But you want to break from all that D&D? You should listen to Story Jess. It's an improvised narrative podcast where we tell stories and we don't roll dice or have rules, so anything can happen. Story Jazz is hosted by two young writers tragically separated by an entire ocean. I'm Softy, and I'm out in the middle of the American desert. And I'm Sam, and I'm somewhere deep in Central Europe. (laughs) So mysterious. We put out a new episode of Story Jazz every two weeks on Thursdays. You should come check us out. We love you. We love you.